Hello and good evening, everyone. Welcome to today's hot off the presses episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. And of course, I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And as you can see, we have a stacked panel of podcasting professionals. Some of our regular cast members are not here due to not feeling good, family obligations, but we have some backups. And I don't mean backups like they're secondary. I mean, these are folks that you've heard on my show before and quite frankly are some of the community's absolute finest. But let's get into the introductions quickly so, of course, we can get to these topics because we have a lot to talk about. And listen, folks, I'm going to tell you this right now. If you are looking for unicorns and rainbows all day long, you might be a little disappointed with today's episode because we're going to keep it real. We're going to be objective. We're going to be truthful. And we're going to be talking about subjects that you might find salty. But you know what? We're going to do it in a proper manner and have explanations for why we feel the way that we feel, especially when talking about next generation. First up, you know him as one of the raunchiest gamers. In fact, he is the raunchiest gamer, and he's also the host of his very own podcast called Gaming After Dark. Please welcome Noof Nukem. Boom, boom, kaboom. It's new from the primetime gaming room. What is up, chat? What is up, panel? This stuff is going to be lit. We are going to bring that beep, and let's get this show on the road. <laughs> Lots of topics. Uh, Noof is always raring to go, and like Boom said, uh, it could be uh, it could be one that's going to upset a few people with some uh, highly contested opinions, but hey, man, stuff's got to get said because we are growing impatient, and we all know why, but let's get to it. Back over to you, Mr. Boom. Well, thank you. Yes. And it's great to have you uh, a part of today's program, not because we're good friends, not because you are community member number one, in my opinion, uh, just because you have been very um, outspoken about your uh, personal distaste with the way things are going. And it just so happens you're coming on to a show where we're going to give it to people raw. And again, I hopefully that they stand, they hang around. And I don't think we're the only ones feeling this way. As a matter of fact, I think that there will be a lot of people in the chat to feel a little bit um, uneasy or on edge and uh, concerned about what next generation is going to look like in a couple of months. But let's continue with the second guest. Now, you know him as someone that's relatively new to the community, but certainly not new to gaming. He is one of the voices on the Xbox Factor podcast. Please welcome to the table, VJ. What's up, dude? How's everything? Hey, Boom. How you doing? It's, uh, it's always fun to be involved in uh, gaming discussions. So uh, thank you for having me on again. Well, it's great to have you on because you have been really bringing the knowledge and the way that you uh, politely break it down is always very interesting and the people are happy to hear you. Next up, someone that's on Console Watch 2020 and he has his phone ready at the willing and is able to be making that call. If hopefully he'll be calling me first. Please welcome Gaming Forte. What's up, dude? How you doing? Yeah, man, dude. These um, man, these systems. I'm getting tired of people coming to the store. Man, when these systems coming out? I don't know. I, I can give you, I can give you Xbox and PlayStation's Twitter account. You can DM them and find out yourself. But um, no, nah, man, it's 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 Monday, man. So it's a great time. VG, dog. Let me tell you something. 
that's my this this is my man's right here. This man leaves me the most professional and most informational um, um, comments in my comment section. <laughs> I, I missed them. I need you to start sitting them again because okay. I, I, I literally feel like I, I can't go to sleep unless I'm reading something that he put in my my chat. It's crazy. Thank you. Well, listen, it, it, yeah, yeah, he definitely has a certain way of uh, of expressing himself, and that's Absolutely. why he has become a part of, of course, the Xbox Factor podcast. And quite frankly, the people have called for it. Uh, BJ, you have a lot of fans, my brother, and you did it in a short amount of time. So Absolutely. great that you're here. And of course, Forte, thank you for being here as always. We are going to talk, and obviously, I saw your shock and awe today during my uh, rant cast, if you will, regarding my cancellation. Of oh, the Avengers, which I is I believe I saw that dude, it's yeah. heart wrenching to say it out loud, but I have to take a stand with the people in this community and yeah, I have to turn around and let them know that what they are doing is wrong. And again, battle passes it have become the new horse armor, and everyone is doing them. And when you're telling me that after spending two hundred dollars on a collector's edition, because that's what I was getting, the 15 heroes that are slated to release between the uh, beginning of the game and later le next year, that's $10 per battle uh, per character, which is $150 additional if you want to upgrade your characters all the way. I think it's disgusting, and I think that if they succeed at this, Square Enix, if they succeed at this, you're going to see 2K do it, you're going to see EA do it, and you know you're going to see Activision do it, mm -hmm. and it's going to be bad for the industry. So I took a stand, and again, probably is not going to even be a blip on the radar, but you know what? When Boomstick says he ain't buying something, I think that's the time to look because I buy everything. But that's true. let's continue with the introductions. Next up, now this is someone, get ready, folks, because he is he's he's been tempered the last couple of weeks. But when I told them the topics that we were going to talk about, the fireworks started three days ago. And of course, I'm talking uh, about the middle-age gamer guy. I know you're raring to go. Welcome to the show, dude. Well, good evening, Boom. Good evening, chat. And good evening to this very diverse panel this evening. I am the middle-aged game guy, better known as the mag on these killer streets. And I am like a caged lion pacing back and forth. I can't get wait to get into this tonight. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And there's going to be a lot of uh, great opinions. I'm looking forward to it. Next up, and certainly not, but not in no way least, uh, he's someone that has been doing the Batusi since, of course, both games from Rockstar and uh, and uh, Montreal. Uh, I'm saying WB Montreal showed off their wares, and of course, some people walked away with it ho hum. I walked away with excited. Hey, please welcome to the show, Cybernox. What's going on, chat? Awesome panel. VJ Newfin here. You know it's going to be a good show. I'm not going to lie. Boom. I had my fingers crossed, my arms across, my legs across. I was like, he's going to go to me before he goes to, he goes to Mag. He's going to go to me before he goes to <laughs> Mag. Sorry. But dang it. Okay, nah, it's all good. It's all part of the show. Uh, yeah. Can't wait to start, you know, talking about these topics. It's going to be a good one. Let's go. Well, listen, let, let again, we're going to start off with something new to the program, new to almost all of my program. It's called Bits and Bites. And really what that is, is uh, anywhere between one and two topics, smaller topics that we will not spend a significant amount of time on that deserve a conversation. And in some of the bigger shows just got edged out due to, of course, bigger topics 
uh, basically just taking them over. So the one we're going to start off with, and I think this is pretty interesting, is one of the most underappreciated games on Xbox One during this era has been Insomniac's Sunset Overdrive. And it launched to an excellent, excellent critical success where it is currently sitting at an 81 Metacritic. Unfortunately, though, it didn't sell well at all. And considering it was an Xbox One exclusive, it is pretty shameful. Now, here, this is the number, folks. And I this is, again, this is pulled from, um, as, as the best number I could pull was 1.16 million copies as of November 2018. Now, yes, that is two years ago, but I, I couldn't could not for the love of me find a uh, uh, you know a better number so if we were, if we wanted to be edgy we can say that let's just say for shits and giggles 2 million copies were sold and that is terrible it's terrible because the game was fantastic i don't know if you've played it or not but sunset overdrive is worth your time it's one of insomniac's absolute finest now the reason why i decided to bring up Sunset Overdrive are for a couple of reasons that happened last week. Um, first and foremost, last Wednesday, on, which was August 26th, um, Insomniac tweeted out something I thought was interesting. And it simply said, the dude abides, hashtag Weapon Wednesday. And they're showing uh, a really good looking, uh, I mean, it looked like HD, to be honest with you, uh, version running of, of course, Sunset Overdrive. And then this got me thinking, folks. Uh, recently, Sony confirmed publicly that it owns the, uh, the rights, the IP of Sunset Overdrive. Man, I, I said, you know, this would be a good bite and a bits and bite kind of a question. And if I were Sony, I would greenlight a Sunset Overdrive 2, which would have the fans really excited, especially because it's going to be a PlayStation 5 exclusive. So, my question for this particular one, um, do you want to see one of, of the top 100 games of this generation have a sequel but play it on a PlayStation 5? And I'm going to go to, of course, uh, I'll go to Cybernox first on this. What, what do you think? So, what are your thoughts on this, Cybernox? So I'm a little bit split on this topic, right? Um, I only played Sunset Overdrive for a couple of hours. I didn't really finish the game. I don't think I, I gave that game a fair shot. A lot of people did. So right. Um, but here's what I see from like the outside in, right? It's kind of like stuff that you mentioned. Game revealed well, it did well, it had potential, sits at an 81 meta, uh 7.8 uh user score. It's an indication that those who played it, they like they like what they played for the most part, you know. Uh it was nominated for a bunch of awards. I think it won like best uh Xbox game at the time at IGN, things like that. Now, on the other side of the spectrum, like you said, only sold about 2 million copies, 1.1, I believe you said. Yeah, it was 1.16 in 2018. So I, I, we, we could be you know, a little facetious and say, okay, let's just say 2 million copies. Yep. So, you know, at, let's say at 1.1 or, or 2 million at 60, at $60, you know, it didn't it didn't sell wonders, right? right? So did the company make money on it? Did Microsoft did not make money on it? Like, we don't know that, you know? And it takes a lot to make these games nowadays. So obviously a company is looking, in, in, you know, for some kind of return and things like that. But what I do see um, when it comes to Microsoft is that sometimes they don't take chances on, on some things like this. Now, mm -hmm. on, the, on, that, um, on that same uh, argument, Right after Sunset Overdrive, I think Insomniac went 
and started working on Spider-Man. You know, mm-hmm. we can even see a little bit of the Spider-Man uh, or Sunset Overdrive on the Spider-Man <clears throat> on the Spider-Man games. You know, so uh, they, I think they would have put them at a difficult time back then. And also, sometimes when we ask for a game, we ask for a, a reboot. Let's remake this game, bring this game back. Like we ask for it, but then we don't end up supporting these games. You know, it happens uh, a, a, a lot of times with some of these games that they bring back and it doesn't do as well as it should. And we got to remember that, like, it costs money. But, like, do I want a sequel? Back to your question, right? Do, do I want a sequel or things like that? I honestly don't have a dog in this fight. You know, I can I can appreciate the game and it clearly has, like, it was loved by those who played it. It was revealed well and it, did, and it had tons of potential. And if it only came out on the PS5, it will kind of be... a it kind of it would kind of suck for all those fans that purchased it and played it on the Xbox ecosystem. You know those people that loved it because um, that was the only place to play it. So now you would have to consider buying a, a PlayStation if you don't already have one just for that game. But I don't think that is a a, a system seller. You know what and I mean? You know what? It's it's funny you say that because what I want to do is yeah, it's not a system seller, not at all. Mm-hmm. But it is, it is a game when you put behind it. See, again, the, the thing that Sony does well and, and, and what they continue to display with uh, this generation and what they appear to be doing for next generation is you know that Spider-Man Miles Morales is coming, right? right. And that is going to be a big game, regardless of whether you personally, not you, but anyone considers yep. it to be DLC or not. That's fine. That's your opinion, and you're entitled to it. You don't have to buy a Miles Morales. I'm fucking buying it day one. There's no questions about it. But I will say this. When you have games like Spider-Man Miles Morales, a bug snacks, even though we make fun of it, starts to look a little bit better. Smaller games that you might overlook seem to get roped into the excitement of the launch simply because they are surrounded by big games. Bug Snacks wouldn't look like an, uh, a single-A piece of garbage if you had this and, um, let's see, Demon Souls. Oh, as a motorcycle goes by. Oh, Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. Like, I sound like he was in my living room. Um, I mean, again, think about that for a second. If you yeah. if you turn around and you have a, a couple of big games, smaller games start to get elevated. A game like Sunset Overdrive 2. There's a couple mm-hmm. of reasons why that would be big on the PlayStation 5. One, it would be Sony's way of giving Microsoft the finger, right? Like right. We yeah, have I was Sunset about to Overdrive. mention that. Mm-hmm. Yep. A- and more importantly, they would be able to potentially, okay, bring people over who loved it on the on the Xbox One could now play it on the PS5. Does the one thing that Sony is good with is making people buy their console. That would be on top of everything we already know is coming. God of War 2, Horizon Zero Dawn 2, Sunset Overdrive right. 2. Wow, that'd be an exclamation point. And just to that point as well, Insomniac, obviously, they made us uh, at that time, maybe the game was, it, it was a, 
you know, it had the humor, it had everything. And Insomniac, uh, I don't know if the marketing back then, I don't I don't know why the, the game didn't succeed, right? Well, but I mean, now it didn't they can succeed use... because there wasn't even 10 million systems on the, uh, you know, on the planet. Yeah. It was, it was, you know, you know, but and it, 10, under 10 million systems that were available, you know, um, it, it's not going to sell well. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah. But now imagining you just made Spider-Man and now you can, you can include that on this night from the creators of Spider-Man. Yep. It comes Sunset Overdrive too, things like that. Mm-hmm. Like I understand this business, you know, if it comes out, it, it'll probably only come out on, on uh, the PS5 and kind of like what you mentioned is a way to get new customers in there. And even your audience is much wider on, on, on the PlayStation, you know? So, but I will say one thing, uh, Sean Layden back in 2019, he did say that they, the, they they did own the IP, but um, they currently had no uh, no intention, I believe, of uh, of working on Sunset Overdrive too. But obviously, Sean uh, Layden is not there anymore. Yeah, so I mean, it's I, gonna I, definitely I, I, change. Well, <laughs> I'll yeah, put it to this you know, way: I'll be happy. I'll be you know, if they make a second one or something like that, I'll just be happy for those that they were a fan of it and that they can play it. Yeah, well, interesting. Uh, that uh, interesting, uh, you know, thought on that for sure. Uh, Nuf Nukem, let's let's bring you into the conversation. You know, again, Insomniac has a way of getting fans excited, and they they, they are the ultimate uh, fishermen, right? They dropped the, the the bait into and, and and like lures, right? They did it with Resistance. They did it with Spider Man. They doing now. They're doing it again with Sunset Overdrive. They don't they don't drop these tweets for nothing. Mm-hmm. Right, there's always a method to their madness. In your opinion, from coming from an Xbox guy, how big of a deal would a Sunset Overdrive two be for for the PlayStation Five? Well, uh, it would be. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know if it'll be a huge deal. I mean, obviously, if if the game didn't have the backing of a company like Insomniac, I think the game would pretty much be ho hum on announcement. You know what I mean? Like their their name speaks for itself. Their name only escalated that much further, having a huge hit with Spider Man, right? Like, and that's the thing. You can take a a good studio and make them great by put pu- by putting them next to the to the uh, to the right property, right? We'll take Square Enix again and, and uh, what do you call it? Crystal Dynamics, right? Crystal Dynamics is an amazing developer, but they they highly got overlooked because the last couple of games they made were Tomb Raider games. And Tomb Raider resonates with some and not with a lot, but they're going to get a lot more, probably going to get a lot more praise now because they're making an Avengers game and that's going to sell like crazy regardless of you know our, our thoughts on that. And I'm sure we'll get to that at some point. But uh, back to Sunset Overdrive. Look, I, I love the game. I thought the game was great, but here's the deal. A lot of Xbox guys bought into Sunset Overdrive simply because it was an Insomniac game on an Xbox platform. And we've never had an Insomniac game on an Xbox platform ever. This was a first, if I am correct. Yes, I believe so. But a lot of PlayStation guys who owned an Xbox didn't buy Sunset Overdrive because it was also an Insomniac game on Xbox, right? Mm. The same guys who praise... Uh, insomniac wholeheartedly for spider-man and everything spider-man did are a lot of the same guys who i remember vehemently crapping on sunset overdrive oh insomniac's not as good as they were look at this another cartoony game blah 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 blah. and you heard the excuses up the yin yang because especially it was a, a fairly highly rated xbox uh well exclusive at the time it also kind of came out during a glut of other great games so i think it really got overshadowed xbox marketing wasn't really on point and again they finally got that single player story-based narrative game we sort of cried out for but then it had very good graphics right very very good graphics 
but again, it was stylized. So it had this cartoonish Saturday morning uh, cartoon feel to it overall. You know, the characters were kind of silly. A lot of the weapons were kind of weird, you know, but it was a great game. It was, it was think of uh, GTA means Spider-Man means something else. You kind of, you, you kind of know exactly what kind of game it was. I had an absolute blast with it. I love the fact you could create your own character. I thought the weapons were fun. The game forced to keep you moving. It wasn't a boring game by any means. Like all the missions were kind of quirky and weird and there was some great boss battles like the one against fizz when you're up on the you know you're on these the rails and you're shooting stuff like the game was was really over the top it was wacky it was really like nothing insomniac had done before and i kudos them for that but again that's it it just for some reason it didn't resonate with enough gamers people that bought it loved it even when it was free on xbox game pass i remember a lot of people passed it over and i was like did you place it no i was like dude it's free on game pass eh, you know who cares right so mm-hmm. I don't know, like if it comes up for PlayStation five, I think the people that are going to, who are going to pitch the ad for it the most are going to be, you know, the PlayStation five exclusive crowd. Like, yeah, Sunset Overdrive two is the best ever. We can't wait to buy it. Uh, you know, and it's going to suck, suck for a lot of Xbox guys who would love to have a sequel. Uh, for me personally, I'm kind of with Forte. It's neither here nor there to me. I could give a rats if they bring it out. Great. And if they don't, I'm not going to cry over it tomorrow. It was kind of like recore for me. You know, it was a game that hit a certain nerve, but I really could care less either way. Um, phenomenal game. But, uh, you know, like I said, it's not a system seller. Where they take the sequel is anybody's guess. Obviously, it's going to be bigger, better, and more over the top. And as you mentioned, the crazy part is, is that's how it's going to be promoted. From the creators of Spider-Man and Ratchet and & Clank is mm-hmm. Insomniac's Sunset Overdrive 2. And right there, it's going to sell a lot more than the Xbox copy ever did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Middle-aged gamer guy, let's just get your quick opinion about Mm this. Uh, I mean, do you think this is a good idea? And again, it's it's funny. Like I said, I like to put one in one and two. uh, You know, one one in one equals two in my in my book. Sony, for no reason, a couple of weeks ago, talked about yep. uh, You know, uh, Sunset Overdrive. We own the IP. Okay, weird. We're a little weird. Um, because we kind of knew that already, but okay, you got let us know you you confirmed excellent, and then of course, then we get this tweet last Wednesday for no reason. That well, you know, if, if Sunset Overdrive did not have a pulse, they wouldn't be to- you know, putting it out there for Weapon Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? I just I just don't yeah. think they they don't do anything for no reason. But I'm interested to know how big of a deal could Sunset Overdrive uh to be on the PlayStation Five as an exclusive. Well, first of all, I think it will be a big deal because I can think, in my opinion, I think that it's all but confirmed or gar- not confirmed. Excuse me. I, that, I'm going to take that back. Guaranteed that at some point we will be getting a Sunset Overdrive too. Now, here are my reasons. First thought is this. If there's one company out there that gives their devs a second crack at an IP, it's Sony. Thank They're you. not one of those yep. companies. Like you look at something like Uncharted, for example. Let, let's just take that one. Part one was, yeah, it was okay. Right. All right. It wasn't great, but it was okay. But they gave them the chance to improve and make a sequel. And, well, look what happened. Two you know, was message- my favorite PlayStation 3 game of all time. Right. Now, can you imagine, like, you know, un- uh, you know Uncharted 1, like, eh, it's okay, guys. You know, it's selling all right. You know, we're just going to dump it. You know, and that's what other companies do. Um, but But Sony gives them that second chance. And, you know, the rest is history. Now, th- there's a Japanese philosophy, almost mantra, if you will, is that it's called it, it's uh, it's quoted as success through constant improvement. And I honestly feel that Sony implores that philosophy on their studios and it works. And as for Sunset Overdrive 2 on the PS5, yes, I will be there day 1 
Yep. You know, and I'll be there to play an almost guaranteed, almost guaranteed improved sequel on the PS5. I have absolutely zero issue with that. And I really do think that it's coming. But first, they have some bigger fish to fry before we get to a Sunset Overdrive 2. And I think we all know what that's going to be. I have a feeling it'll be another Spider-Man game. Yeah, they, first of all, they got to finish Spider-Man 2 for sure. Ex exactly. So they got to finish Ratchet and Clank. They're going to be wrapping up Miles Morales. Um, and then they're going to work on an actual Spider-Man 2. And then I think a Sunset Overdrive, you know, further down the road. So, and, and you know, so that's the other you thing. Think, you think they'll work on three different IPs? Yeah, I don't know that they are. They're working on resistance. Well, they're not of man right now. <laughs> well, yeah, see, that's the thing. Well, they're not really so working cool. on three IPs. I think they're just cleaning up two of them now. They're polishing too. Because yeah. I mean, they did say Miles Morales is holiday 2020. Yeah. And then you've got yep. my uh Ratchet and Clank in the launch window quotes. Yeah. Sort Three of, months right? is the launch oh. 90 days. Okay. So you've got those. So they're basically just polishing those at that point. So now you could put two smaller, you could put two smaller teams to polish the game you know with the big guns sort of overseeing everything and then you can have another team working on you know starting you know let's say the the uh, the beginnings of spider-man an actual sp sequel to spider-man and then start looking at sunset overdrive 2 and that's another thing i wanted to quickly say is that sony gives their devs the time to release polished finished products so they'll give them the time even if it takes insomniac six years Sony will give them the time to do so. Mm -hmm. So I have full faith that if they do do this game, it will be an excellent, outstanding improvement on the first game. Yeah, no, no doubt about no, no doubt about that. VJ, what, what what's your opinion on this? Do you, do you think that um, you know Sony is notorious for flaunting what they have? I mean, it's just it's just in their DNA. It's just it's what they do, right? So with that said. Uh, you know, with with the with the cryptic tweet, with the you know the the shocking re revelation, if you will, that Sony owns the IP coming from SIE, which I thought was weird. Do you think that maybe they're hinting at potentially, or maybe trying to gauge interest if people would want a Sunset Overdrive too? Goodness gracious! Um, just before I get into Insomniac, uh, it's like the bargain of the. Of a generation, right? For the price that Sony picked up in Sony, it's like a two hundred twenty-nine million. It seems like a, it's, you're right. It seems like a bar, 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 like like you went to the dollar store. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially if you compare it to AT and T wanting a sort of eye gouging four billion for Warner Brothers Interactive, right? It's 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 just insane. This is a fantastic deal that they did. Anyway, back to. Um, answering your question. So Insomniac, from my perspective, are pretty busy. They seem to be the busiest studio out there at the moment. Uh, we've, like, as the guys have said, with the rumors of resistance, uh, no doubt of continuous development on Spider-Man games, maybe a VR 2.0 launch game. But given all of this, it's still conceivable, uh, conceivable to anticipate that uh, Sunset Overdrive 2 can come to the PS5. And, and that's just going to be basically down to, you know, commercial return on investment for it. But what was interesting about your question was uh, more to do with like, are we happy to play it on on the PS5? And uh, Clowns and those uh, joined us, and uh, he reminded when he joined us, he reminded me of a, of a conversation we were having uh, over Twitter. And I said to him that there's a, a really sort of important and sort of continuing thread here. It's it in all this sort of talk of specs and games for for me. Uh, and I came to realize this in, in my time during development and so on and so forth, was uh, what's fundamental is, is humanity, not the technology part of it. Um, we've, we've evolved like, by meaningfully uh, incorporating sort of play into our lives and, uh, and community development. So 
it's it's down to what extent you can sort of engage the the user or the player's imagination. That is paramount, not the technology or any of that stuff. So, um, and that, and, that, and that goes back as far as like you know stories by the fire, drawing on walls, rolling dice on a table. Tech and brands are a distraction. So I say, whether it's on Xbox or PS5, ignore the PS5 or the system for that matter, and just spend um, time playing the games that give you joy. Yep. No, I mean, that, that's a great point. I, I don't think it could have been said any better, to be honest with you. It is all about the games. Does it matter where you play? Well, for some people, it does. Me, I'm like, I'm playing right now, I'm playing Fall Guys. I'm like, it's it's like crack cocaine. Like, I, I can't stop playing it. Um, and it was free. And, I, yeah, I dropped 10 bucks in DLC because I wanted to look like a pirate. Now my guy looks like a pirate. It's, it's great. The world is great. But We got to hook up on that game, Boo. Oh, dude, we definitely, and we got to broadcast that. I was playing it last night, man. I was having a blast. I couldn't get out of the first round for the longest time. (laughs) Even when you lose, it's funny. Even when you lose, it's funny. Uh, Let's uh, let's bring in Gaming Forte into this conversation. Gaming Forte, listen, you know, okay, that Sony loves being spiteful. Right, and you know what I'm talking about. They 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 love kicking you in the balls when you're down. That's just that's just Sony, right? And to be honest with you, gaming forte, it does seem like it would be a good PR move and a bad PR move. Good for Sony, bad for Microsoft. If they can turn around and say, yes, we have Sunset Overdrive two coming out exclusively for the for the PlayStation Five, people would lose their their stuff pretty much but i think that the game besides all of the nonsense but you know the 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 high schooling that's going to go on uh, once this thing is announced i love the first game and i don't care where i would play the second one i wouldn't play it on pc but if you told me i had to play on a playstation 5 i say sign me up i'll I'll take it uh what are your thoughts on this dude is there is there a chance you know with all of these little hints that both the company both sony and insomniac are dropping uh, so before I start, um, this game holds like a little bit of a special place in my heart because it was like one of the very, I believe it was one of the very first codes I got for um, being a store manager at GameStop. And it just oh, that's cool, to, dude. And it just happened to be the one game that um, Asambia gave us early release code. So I was able to play it like four or five days before everybody else. And I got my first like 75 followers on Twitch playing that game. I had like 170 people like, bro, how are you playing this game? This game looks awesome. Dog, it was so fun playing the game. Um, but overall, I definitely think it's going to happen. The only thing that people keep forgetting is Asamiak does this all the time. They always go back and they retweet like things from their past games. Like like you said, Weapon Wednesday, they did it for Resistance. They did it for Ratchet & Clank where they talk about what was your favorite weapon. Um, I even remember a couple years ago when um, the whole news before they got bought before before they got bought from Sony, people were like, what are they talking about? They, they started tweeting about um, a Sunset Overdrive when Xbox still had the rights to it. And they were like, people were like, hey, is there going to be a Sunset Overdrive 2? So this is something they always done. So I don't know if it really means they are going to make it, but knowing Sony, I agree with Mag. Sony is all about giving another, you know, giving developers another shot at the game that they want to. And if Asambia wants to make the game, they're going to end up making this game. I think it was kind of a, a cruel tra- tragedy that this game didn't get enough eyes on it because the gameplay is pretty addicting in the game, especially once you unlock all of the um, the flight in the game where you could do the double jumps and you could do the, de- the double dash and stuff in the air to get to different points of uh, reference where you quit. That's when the game truly, truly opens up to you. So 
I think Sony is in a very unique situation when it comes to they have something that Microsoft used to have. And if they want to stick it to them in that manner, they definitely can do it. Um, if people, if I guarantee if PlayStation people ask for it, there's a good chance that they will make this game. And it will be a really good game to have in the middle of the generation. Like everybody was saying, Spider-Man is probably the main priority. Getting Ratchet and Clank out is the other one. Yeah. Resistance is probably already on deck. So who knows? Insomniac could probably give you four to five IPs in one could generation. Could you imagine? Four to f- they think and shout out to Slumber Backslap. He did a amazing, I don't know if you guys checked it out, did an amazing video where he talked about Insomniac and how he said that Insomniac is probably he, he didn't even say probably. He said that they are Sony's number one studio. And oh, I sure. really do agree with him because, yes, people look at Naughty Dog as probably the number one studio that they have, probably when it comes to just the fanfare. But if you talk about a studio that is very diverse and they have made multiple, like not even in the same genre types of games, Asamiak mm-hmm. is that. And the fact that they could probably give you, as of right now, we know two. They're giving you two games within the launch window of a brand new console. And it's a chance that they could give you up to five during this generation. $250 million was a steal. And if they can if they can find a way to bring something like Sunset Overdrive in the middle of the generation, like three, four, five years from now, I think people will... I think a lot of Xbox people will go out and buy a PlayStation, especially if they truly enjoyed that game as much as I did when I played it uh, back in 2013-14. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and that's what Sony does. They sell consoles. Real quick, I want to ask the chat, how is my voice? A- a- am I botting at all? Nope. I'm interested because a couple of the guys in the chat said for some reason I, they sound like I sound like I'm botting. I'm just interesting to know if the chat uh, hears any echoes or uh, am I botting. You guys can just uh, let me know, and I'll make the adjustments. Nobody here, sir. Oh, what's going on there? Uh, um, let's see. So, so, okay. So, no, I'm not biting. Okay. Hey, you know what? Let's let's ask Cletus. We haven't talked to him. What seems like at least in 2020, Cletus. What is your thoughts on Sunset Overdrive Two? Are you going to buy a PlayStation Five for this game? Well, hey, friendly deadly. That's right. Sunset Overdrive. When the sun goes down, Cletus comes out. So I don't know, man. Just got to see how that game's going to shape up. But the fact is, just, there was no pigs, not a lot of mud, but some weird-ass guns in there. Now, what they need is the anal probe plunger gun, and that shit would get me going. Yes, indeed. I'll be to firing that thing off every second I can get. Yep. So I'd be interested if they, get, if they fixes the weapons a little bit, and maybe they, they gives me an option to add some suspenders. And uh, and all that kind of stuff, you know, and and then maybe I would get on that game. Mm, okay, well, it sounds interesting for sure. Listen, clowns, <laughs> why don't you take this uh, la- 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 to be the last to talk about this topic? For you, do you think that this is ingenious of uh, of both Sony and, of course, Insomniac to do these little tweets that potentially uh, gain some interest of the fans? Oh, yep, God. I do. I I think so because. <laughs> I you know it it kind of gauges the audience to see who's interested in it, and I think they're doing that because of you know even I, I didn't see it as a big success on uh, Xbox even though it should have been I thought it was a fantastic game so I think by doing these kind of tweets uh, from a PlayStation perspective they're trying to see who in their community would buy this game and like this game and I know that Insomniac was actually interested in making a Sunset Overdrive too so. 
yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense that they're doing this. It, I hope it does come out, and even if it does come out on PS5, I'm going to play it. I love the game. I think it was a fantastic game. Yeah, you know what? It would be a gut punch uh, for Microsoft if that, in fact, happened. Again, we don't know. It's it's just it's just one tweet. It's just one statement from Sony, but they do own the I'm IP. Had if it was the next big game. I got to give that game another shot, man. Jeez. Had if that game comes out and they sell five to six million in the first mm. month. Mm. Uh, that would bro. be... <laughs> Again, it just, it, you know saying, what, bro. It, it would just be ability. Well, look, the 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 PlayStation fan base is rabid. There's no doubt about it. And you know, like everyone has alluded to, the one thing that Sony is really, really good in is giving their developers what they want to do. And if uh, Ted Price turns around and says, "Listen, the people, we we think we could on a on a a stingent budget bring you Sunset Overdrive too, because from what we understand, see this is the thing, folks. People don't understand this. I think most of the game is done because remember they wanted to make a Sunset Overdrive two, and Microsoft said no, so they could logistically be in somewhat pre-production, and because they have all the assets. Because they own all the assets, they could easily put this together for you know a, a, a budgeted price. Maybe not not a, you know a hundred million dollar game, but maybe they can do it in a way that they could use some of the assets that they had, bring it to next gen, and then you know and sell it as a PlayStation Five exclusive. Man, it would be it would be a win win. But you know what? Look, we've been on this for about thirty something minutes, and you know again, it's it's meant to be a small topic. I thought it was interesting. Certainly worth a conversation, at least in my opinion. But you know what I want to do is I want to bring this. I want to turn the fire up on this uh, on this barbecue, and we're going to get to the one of the main topics. So, uh, if, uh, Mag, we're, we're get ready, brother. Get ready, rev the engine because we're going right into it. Now, look, <laughs> I'll say this: one of the wonderful things about being a host of, of many shows, as I am, is I have a very, very absolutely incredible time of meeting people within this community and hold on a sec he was abducted by aliens yeah <laughs> I, I just wanted to check the audio what, what one, one of the people that i i find in this community that has really come on the scene and i believe is someone special is nano polymath you might see them. He's he's a big Xbox dude. He, he's definitely a supporter of this particular channel. You've seen him in the chat for, uh, of course, RDX and several other podcasts. Yeah. And the reason why I bring I decided to bring him into the conversation today was for these two particular tweets to Phil Spencer that I felt were a master class accomplishment because it was written in a manner that should garner a response from the head of Xbox and a fantastic talking point for one of tonight's main topics. So I'm going to actually read you the tweets and then we're going to get into this because there's been a silence since the um, halo debacle, if you will. And I, we haven't heard from Phil Spencer. We haven't heard from Aaron Greenberg. We certainly have not. Sorry about that again. That was my. <laughs> I don't know what's happening with the, with the audio today. And we certainly You're listening have, to the show. Yeah, we, we certainly have not heard from 
Matt Booty. It's 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 been real quiet on Xbox. Now again, I get it. I understand that they are scrambling. I think they're in a bit of disarray, and I think that the Halo Infinite delay kind of really took them for a loop, so to speak. So you know what? what let me get in, let me get into the tweets, and then I'm going to get into I'm going to go right to Mag because Mag, I know you have a lot to say on this, and you know what? I, I, I want what you what we talked about privately. I think is super important for you to bring out live on the air, and this is what Na, Na, Nano Polymath had to say to Phil Spencer. And he says, dear at Xbox, at Phil Spencer, we know it's been a, re- re- a really difficult time for everyone. And we've, we'd be very grateful if you could arrange some gameplay on the Series X. This could, be, this could be a release title or an Xbox 360 title demonstrating velocity. It's time that we see what the beast can do. And he followed that up with this to the gamers, to the Xbox community. If you agree with this post, then comment with uh, comment with this at Phil Spencer and share this po- this post out to the rest of the community. If hashtag Xbox is listening, then now is the time for our voices to be heard. Appreciate everyone's support. It would be nice if we could be heard. Okay, so this is this is this is this I thought was masterfully written because we know how how social media can be, right? We can be vicious. We could be nasty when our, we feel of our, our, when we don't have any patience on a particular topic, we lash out, right? And I say we because everyone has done it. Uh, Mag, why don't you take it away and get, give me what? What are your thoughts on this particular statement from Nano Polymath? <sighs> Do you want me to get into the whole thing? Because I don't even think I could stop this freight Dude, train right go, now. Dude, go break open the force. Go crazy. Yeah. yeah, well, okay. Everybody aboard the mag train right now. Now, okay, l- l- let me just get something out of the way here first. Now, before I go off the deep end, let me start with some background context, okay? We're all back in class right now for just two seconds while Professor Mag's got something to say. Noof, pull your pants up. VJ spit out the gum. Okay, let's pay attention. <laughs> How'd you know my pants were down? <laughs> Did you smell me through the mic? <laughs> Let me tell you guys something. This is a background context. Aggressive marketing, okay, has a shelf life of about, let's say, 60 days approximately before its effectiveness becomes stagnant and stale. When you hammer the consumer month after month after month with the same or at least a similar message, it loses its potency, which, of course, is the root of the saying familiarity breeds contempt because you know what's going to happen? People are going to stop caring. And momentum is going to is going to get lost, especially when you're trying to execute a focused, aggressive marketing strategy. And I know this because I deal with people who deal with marketing all day long. Now, in that vein, the week after Labor Day, okay, the week of the let's say uh, September 15th to the 22nd. okay, that's approximately 60 days from the launch of both consoles. okay, approximately. Now, that is the time to strike. Not now, not next week, 15th to the 22nd. That is the time to strike. That is when you show what they can do. That is when you drop the price tag, not drop the price, I mean drop the price of the console. And shortly after, once you whip up enough frenzy and excitement, you drop the pre-orders. You strike while the iron's hot. Right Now, as a gamer, am I getting frustrated and impatient with both companies? Yes, sure I am, especially this year, because you know what? Honestly, this year, 2020, we could all use some happy, exciting news right now. But I also understand what's going on. Now, we can't also just point fingers at Microsoft here. 
Okay, because Sony hasn't even shown the back of the console yet. Yeah, it's you know, true. 90% of the time, they're talking about that bloody controller and how it's so advanced that when you're not playing, it's colonizing Mars for the future of the human race. It's ridiculous. Show us the console, but, you know, maybe they will. But again, I understand what's going on. Now, people are saying, well, you know, we need to save money. That's another thing that's starting to bother me. It's like, oh, well, we need to save money. We need to know how much it's going to cost. I'm like, guys, it's September. You're going to start saving now? I mean, everybody has a basic ballpark idea of what these things are going to cost, okay? Regardless of the fact that both companies are staring each other down, we have a basic idea of what they're going to cost. You should already be prepared, especially if you're hardcore. We're talking two months, folks. Apple announces a new product, and honestly, what? Three weeks later, it's out, and it's mm -hmm. no problem. So yeah. I think some people are getting a little overly melodramatic about this situation. Now, now that I got that rant out of my system, let's flip it over, okay? Let's flip it over a little bit. And I, If by late, to, or sorry, let's go mid to late September, if I don't start seeing an actual launch lineup for the PS5, okay, enough with the bullshit, okay? Show me Miles Morales already. Show yeah. me the hardware properly. Give me the price in detail, all peripherals, etc. All that stuff. Okay, price of the games because guys, it's not guaranteed that they're going to be sixty U.S. dollars new for you and I be paying eighty. It could be ninety U.S. Canadian dollars mm -hmm. and seventy American for all we know. Yeah. Okay, we don't know what's going on. We've already seen it happening with some third-party company, uh, third-party developers. So if they don't do this, my first instinct as a consumer is this. They're hiding something. Yeah. And that's not a good look. I didn't say they are hiding. That's my in that's that's my instinct is telling me that. It does not exude confidence in my purchase. Now, let's talk about Microsoft for a second here. Microsoft has been extremely transparent, sometimes a little too transparent for their own good. Now, you know, Halo, Halo made them stumble quite a bit. Okay. But they've had six weeks and a shit ton of money to course correct and come back with a modified guns blazing new strategy. Okay. I'm giving them to the middle of September to do this. You got to show us cyberpunk on the series X. You got to show us AC Valhalla and the series X. I want to yeah. see destiny Two. Thanks cyber. I want to see destiny Two in 4k 60 on the series X. I want to see the crossfire X gameplay, real gameplay, not a trailer. Okay. Put some, or all of those titles in the Game Pass day one. And if you don't, and if you don't, you know what? I might actually get a lot of it. I, I might get a little bit of superficial hate for this statement, but you know what? It's the truth. And sometimes you just need to hear the goddamn truth. And let me tell you something. Okay. If you don't do these things, then Xbox is content to sit your ass in third place and you could tread water in mediocrity for the next eight years. Okay. Because that's where they're heading if they don't do this. Now, don't get me wrong. This is not necessarily my view entirely, but if you put your finger on the pulse of the gaming community and that statement I just said is the common thought about Xbox. They need to smash expectations and they need to do it in September. No questions asked. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, I, I, first of all, I like the fire, and, I, and I'll say this. I'm, I'm sorry. I was so angry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, listen, this, 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 is, this, is, this is what we want. Listen, folks, I am not giving PlayStation a pass. They are just as guilty because, okay, they, they have shown Ratchet and Clank. Looks great. We know for a fact it's not going to come out at least until 2021. 
Now, whether that's uh, January, February, March, I don't know. But they said launch window. Launch window traditionally has been 90 days after the console releases. So if it releases on November 17th, let's just say, for the PlayStation 4, the latest we should see the game would be in February, right? Mid-February is when we should see it. Yeah. That that's 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 90 days is the window if you will, okay? So we have Spider-Man Miles Morales. Now, folks, I, I, I'm not saying this to, to kind of just turn the spotlight onto Sony. We saw Miles Morales at that the PlayStation 5 reveal, uh, reveal. We have not heard anything else from uh, Spider-Man, right? Now, again, I'm not saying it's going to be delayed. I'm expecting it to launch with the console. But we remember, we have not heard anything from that. We haven't heard anything from Bug Snacks. We haven't heard anything from Sony. We have no idea what they're launching. Mm-hmm. With that said, now it's time to put the spotlight back onto Microsoft. Microsoft hasn't really shown much either. Now, again, we all are understanding. We don't have to keep mentioning COVID-19. We understand it's a thing. But... If it's if it was going to be a problem to launch these consoles, then they should have just delayed the consoles. But apparently, it's yeah. all it's it, it, it's all it's all speed ahead. So we're going to get a PlayStation Five. We're going to get an Xbox Series X. We might get an S. We know we're getting a digital uh, P- PS Five. We don't know how many we're getting, but we know they're getting them. But na- na- but Nano's um, tweet, I thought would have garnered some sort of a response from Phil. And unfortunately, as far as I know, he did not. And that's actually a little bit disappointing because, like I said, I understand in normal circumstances, people are vacationing at this time of the year. But no one's going anywhere. And Microsoft has been ultra quiet. We have literally no idea what there's going to be their main title for launch. We know that Miles Morales potentially is going to be a part of the PlayStation 5 launch, and we know Bug Snacks for sure. But that's all we know. But we know nothing from Microsoft. It was supposed to be Halo. Halo's gone. Halo's not coming out until next year. We know that. Holiday next year is when you're going to get Halo. And that's fine. Let, let, let it go back in the oven um, and, uh, and cook a bit. But I, I, I'm getting a little bit frustrated. You know, I understand the console is going to play old games. I get it. I get it. Forte, what are we, what are your thoughts on this? Mm. Forte, uh, yeah, I'm here. I was okay. muted. Uh, so, I did a video on this today, um, talking about this exact same thing. And the, and the problem is, depending on who you are and why you're buying the system, you have a completely different reaction. Like halo was the one thing that i was looking forward to but the game was in a rough shape it wasn't in rough shape but it didn't look good so i can understand why it got delayed so it took the game that i was looking forward to um the most outside of games that we already play it took that away so i had to just default back to the games that i actually care about the most which is destiny and that game is going to get a benefit of it being 4k 60 frames per second so i'm so i'm still buying the system because i'm getting something that i want out of the system but the question is, the problem is Microsoft hasn't given people the reason to buy the system. People have been super excited about this hardware ever since they announced it almost two years ago. And then that excitement even went higher once they showed the box back in December. 
Uh, and then they showed us the trailer for Hellblade, and that kind of cemented it all the way. So I think for most people, why are you buying the system is the problem. Like, are you buying the system for certain games? Because guess what? Microsoft hadn't shown you anything. So if the games, if there, if there's no game that they're showing you that if they're not showing you a game, then why are you excited for the system? I understand that everybody wants to go out and have the, the newest and latest. Trust me, because that's how I am. But I wouldn't buy this system if there wasn't something that I was going to get a tangible benefit from having it, because uh, I think the thing that keeps going on deaf ears that people that are paying attention to is people keep when, when, when Phil Spencer says you don't have to buy this system. I think people think of that as like, Oh, he's just being PC. Of course they want to sell systems. He's the, he's the head of a bill of multi. He's like, he's the head, he's part of a head of a billion, a trillion dollar company. Of course he wants to sell systems, but he wants to be inclusive. But the problem is the message Microsoft has been telling you for the last two years is we just want to have the most powerful system. We want to have the cheapest system. And we want to have Game Pass where you be able to have the games to play in. They just gave you a bunch of, um, they just purchased all these studios. And I think everybody's getting to the point where they're starting to forget that these studios are nowhere near ready to release these games. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the games that were already in pre-production for these systems, for these studios already had deals by everybody else. This is something that I know we brought up on Crossfire a long time ago. Like, so what's going to happen with um, Obsidian? They made a brand new DLC. They had to work on this DLC. They came out for Outer Worlds before they could even start working on anything else. So how how far did that push Avow back? Well, so they now have, they, they, have, they have at least four, four development houses within they do. Obsidian. Yeah. They do have like four, but the difference is do what what studios actually working on it but the the biggest thing is ultimately it just comes down to microsoft has been telling you forever that you don't need to buy the system and i think that's for a reason they know outside of halo they don't have anything for you to buy this holiday in my video i said the thing that people have to realize that they'll be doing is playing games they already have Mm-hmm. That is literally what you'll be doing this holiday. And guess what? That's mm-hmm. not just on Microsoft system. That's on PlayStation 2. The only difference is PlayStation just has a really good studio. And so and Microsoft does too. But PlayStation has a studio that for some strange reason was able to get two games out at launch in the launch window in Asamia games that we talked about in the first in the first block. Mm-hmm. So outside of them and Bugsnacks, of course. What else are you really playing? Spider-Man only sold 15, close to 15 million systems. There's 120 million out there. So 85 to 90 million people didn't care about Spider-Man, unfortunately. So what are they going to play? Guess what they're going to be playing? They're going to be playing the new Call of Duty, running at 120 frames per second, 4K, 4K overall. They're going to be playing Cyberpunk. That's what these people are going to be playing. So, yes, it's very unfortunate. And I think the unfortunate thing is, is the fact that we haven't seen gameplay right. yeah, of what that, the system is like. Mm. Now, that's completely different because I don't think you should be buying these next gen systems thinking that Microsoft is going to give you something first on the first party that's going to satisfy your needs of wanting the system. The problem is we haven't seen anything for Cyberpunk on the console. It's all been PC. We haven't seen even... Um, 
Even Halo, when they showed it, God forbid if they would have said that was on Xbox Series X gameplay, the, the world would have fell apart. Yeah. But good thing it was on a PC. So that's the problem that they have. Show literally they haven't given you a reason to buy it because they haven't even shown you what the system is capable of. Yeah. And that's the frustration right now. The frustration mm. from the community is show us what you got. You've been look, they've been touting most powerful system, cheapest price. Game Pass. Halo's the thing that's coming day one. Well, guess what? Halo just got nuked off the planet. That's not coming. Mm -hmm. So they instantly pivoted and said, now we're about, Mm -hmm. don't worry about this. We're all about the technology. We're not held by technology. We're about the games that we're going to give you. Well, what happened to the narrative about the power? Because that didn't go anywhere. That narrative in, is, trust me, in everybody's head. And trust me, the people that listen to it the most are the ones on the other side wearing blue. They heard you this whole generation yeah. going up saying, we got the most powerful system. But guess what? The game that they showed, <laughs> the game they showed at their reveal, running on a PS5, looked better than what you showed on your $5 million franchise. And that's yeah. unfortunate because that game looked more next gen than the game that cost more money. And we don't even and they wasn't even running on our system. So that's what they need to fix. Well, and, yeah, you know what it, what you're talking about is what I'm is is a, is a question I'm going to bring up to Noof cuz Noof and I were talking privately before the yeah. uh we went live and and, and Noof I I want I want to I want you to attack this question because like yes. like 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 Forte just said I think one of the most frustrating things leading up to this launch mm-hmm. is as gamers, we have yet to see a game running on the Series X. And I, I listen, folks, I am a diehard Xbox fan through and through. It's where I play everything. It's why I have a near 300,000 gamer score. I have over a thousand games. I don't need to show you my creditations for why it, it's my favorite box to play on. But even me, who normally it's unicorns and rainbows all day long, is frustrated as fuck. And I want to see something playing on this console. <laughs> That's the end of the story. Yeah. And if they can't and, 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 and if they had to retreat back to the bunker to figure yeah. it out, so be it. But come hell or high water, this hardware and surface uh, and services event yeah. that's supposed to be in September Noof. Better reveal actual gameplay of these titles. What are your thoughts? Well, look, it's like this. It's it's a compared to baseball. It's like Microsoft went out and picked up the best home run hitter in the game. You know, they got the power. They got the power. They keep sending them up to the plate. You're up at fourth. You're the bottom of the ninth, and you can every time you hit the ball, you're either striking out or you're just putting it in mid midfield. You know what I mean? It's not going out of the park. They had that opportunity in July. They screwed up. Guess what? They screwed up so bad that they even admitted they screwed up. They had a tweet out today that says, "Mentally, we're here." What the hell does that mean? Mentally, we're here. Yeah, we know you're there mentally. We we know that yes, you got the best hardware, you got the power, you got this, you got that, something else. But we haven't really seen, we haven't really seen it on display. We haven't seen games that are blowing our minds. You know, they did more damage to Halo by showing it off in July than they would have been just saying, you know what, it's not ready, guys. We're sorry, we're just going to display it for you next year because it's really not up to snuff. But they did more damage by putting it out there. It became a freaking meme that's just trickling down, trickling down, trickling down. Look, Sony, so I'm not giving Sony no passes by any means. They have, they have not 
not been on point so far with the PS5 either. But the difference is they're in a completely different situation than Microsoft, and they they are fully in on their console. Like that's where their money is. That is the only ticket they have. They are in on their console. They're not shitting around. They're not going. We're going to give you four or five hundred old games you can play. We're going to give you back compat for this. We're going to give you this. We're going to give you that. Like they're not even promoing PlayStation now as much as Xbox is with Game Pass because they're focusing on great games that they know their players are going to buy and they're continuing to drive that market share through their console. Xbox is getting tons of uh, like tons of money. They're making more money hand and fist because Xbox gamers can play it on PC and their phones, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, and this is where if the Xbox One X doesn't come out and have a solid launch and be right up there, like, you know, we don't know the sales numbers, but they have to be competitive. And this is what I hate the messaging, right? Because they're not saying, no, we want the system to do great. It needs to, it really needs to come out and, and knock it out of the park. They're kind of like, eh, well, we don't really care if you don't buy an Xbox Series X. Like, yeah, I know they care. Like, somewhere along the bottom, they're not making this system for nothing. They're not just rolling it off the production line to go yeah we who freaking care if we sell 100 units no but at the end of the day it's about mind share it is about market share and the mind share is when four out of your five friends go out and buy a playstation 5 because they know they can only play this this and this game on that unit well guess what happens xbox series x sits there collecting dust it starts to you go to the cabinets at walmart and guess what the playstation 5 is sold out the series x is sitting there playstation 5 sold out xbox is still sitting there and you cannot sell game pass to anybody if you're not selling consoles and you know what game pass is largely selling on console it's not selling uh, gangbusters over on pc it's mostly selling on console that is their bread and butter they have to make sure the numbers are somewhat reflective of the type of sales they want to get and they need to have the the games and both companies have screwed up miserably i don't know if all of a sudden this generation was an afterthought or they decided to jump the gun a little too quick because neither one has a launch lineup that's blowing our minds i mean let's not let's call a spade a spade spider-man is a freaking dlc it's a dlc yeah. that they're yeah, charging dude. for it's i don't care you can preach till the sun is over it's going to be a short game that tells me right there that that game was a deal that game was a planned dlc somebody in a boardroom said Ah, no, we need it. We, we're lacking a, la a launch lineup, so let's push this into PS5. They could have made that for PS4 and sold a way shitload more games, but no, they wanted to go PS5 because they want to get this, this generation off to a running start, and there's no better way to do it than with a recognizable franchise that is coming off one of the best games in the last five or six years, let alone the best Spider-Man game of all time. But that's what Sony is doing, right? Like Sony is, is Sony's taking a different approach, and neither one are right right now. But like I said, Xbox needs to hit one out of the park here because we're, we're as Xbox fans, we're not mad. I don't think anybody's mad. I mean, Phil has done a great job in so many avenues, and his team has done a great job in a lot of ways. They, they've finally given us the hardware we've cried out for, but they need to supply the games, and they got to have proof of those games. It's no good to talk about them all day and keep telling us about shows, and then when the shows show up, the shows uh, freaking miss. No, like, come on, guys. You know, you know what's happening. And like I said to you, uh, boom, off the air, I said, you know, Phil's not saying nothing. Then we get, or, or when he does say something, the message is all mixed up and screwed up. You know what I mean? And everybody's making up different things about what's going on. Then you got guys like Aaron. God bless you, Aaron. I love you if you're listening, man. I, we, we, we love you. We think the world of you. But, like, you know, all we see out of you is about your trip to Montana and all these things. Like, 
you know, right now with your big console a couple months away, it'd be like to say, see, yeah, I'm, you know, balls deep down at the Microsoft headquarters here. Uh, you know, we're really trying to have this the best launch and like forever. I'm just not buying what they're laying down anymore. You know what I mean? Like I could care less about what Sony's doing to be honest with you. Cause I prefer to buy Xbox, right? Bottom line. When my money, if I'm buying one or two come November, I want Xbox, but Xbox is not the one showing me diddly squat right now. All I'm getting is disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. Um, come on, man. Like, like I said, now is the time to bring it. I'm going to leave the rant here and let the other guys say their piece. But, man, oh, man, like it's just getting more disappointing every minute. And I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed because I want them to bring better. We know it's out there. And we know they got great games in the pipeline. They really do. Like, And I'm pretty sure when Halo Infinite finally drops next year, it's probably going to be an incredible game. And it's probably going to improve, like, beyond. I mean, having what's-his-name back into the fold, I'm sure it's got to be a little. Was it Alex Staten? Is it Staten? Joseph Staten? Uh, yeah, Joseph Staten has you returned, know, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. ha having some experienced guys who are who are beloved in the franchise, who know the lore, who, who have an outset and a mindset, but you got to bring the talent too, right? And they've had years to get this stuff right, and that's the other thing. Like, and, I, and this is my last thought, right? Here we are, this gym. I'm I was just saying, I don't know if I was saying it to you, Boomsticker, I was saying it last night when I was streaming a game. I said, last generation, we had how many Uncharted games? We had one, two, three, three Uncharted games. We've only had, guess what? One full Uncharted game this gen and one spin-off game, right? So Halo, you've only had one official Halo game, which is five, because Master Chief Collection was a remaster. We've yeah. actually had three gears. Uh, one was a remake, but, you know, well, like, if this is what we're, like, we want sequels to these great games, and, and if every generation is going to give us one lousy game, like, what, what are you doing? Because uh, Insomniac, let me see, Insomniac turned around, let me see, Ratchet and Clank remastered, they did Sunset Overdrive, they did Spider-Man, what else did they do? What, four or five games? All in the run of the PlayStation life cycle. So you can't tell me that these companies can't get this stuff done. I'm starting to wonder like where the real work drive is. So a coalition can get it done and Somniac can get it done. But it's clearly there's a lot of companies out there that just can't get this crap done. So either they're lacking staff, lacking funding, or maybe they're just lacking a really good uh, 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 company director who can push the buttons and get their staff working because uh, it's not cutting it. You know, we've had what, 50 fucking Assassin's Creed games. So come on, guys, shit or get off the pot here, guys. Well, listen, I, I honestly can't. I mean, look, two, two, <laughs> two, the two games that come to mind that are going to be launch titles from what we understand are The Ascent, which is an indie game but looks absolutely amazing, probably one of my most anticipated games, and The Medium. I believe The Medium is going to launch as well. So that's going to be a big, big title that's going to take full advantage of the Series X because of the dual worlds you'd be able mm -hmm. to walk around in. So I think that that, that the, the Medium could touche the uh, the Miles Morales, in my opinion. I think both games are going to are gonna offer something for their players. and But I believe that we're going to be ruled, both consoles, by a lot of indie developers. And, and Microsoft has a lot in the mm -hmm. pipeline. You know what? Before I get to the rest of the panel, let me just catch from some of these Super Chats because there's been quite a few. First of all, Mass Hole 1977 drops an outstanding $2 Super Chat and says, Boom was right. New Super Lucky Tale is no joke. Yeah, dude, I 100%ed every world. I absolutely loved that game. I beat that last week. Absolutely loved it. Uh, we have Psychonaut8, who drops an outstanding $2 super chat and says, Nano is an upstanding and awesome person. Yeah, he's a gentleman, and I'm glad to call him a friend. Um, we also have a couple of other super chats that have come in. Let me just catch up with those. Let me see if I can back it up here. Give me one moment, folks. 
We have, okay, we have another one that just came in. We have a Viper XT, a very good and generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, gameplay is starting to be revealed. Gameplay for the medium and Haven were shown over the weekend playing on the Series X. The bomb is getting dropped soon. Yeah, you know what, dude? I didn't even see that. See, that's the thing. I didn't even know that existed. Like I said, I follow the trades, man. Writing these shows, I am constantly trolling to get information, and I didn't even know that. Viper XT shows uh, his generosity again with another $2 Super Chat and says, we have yet to see a physical version of the PlayStation 5. No, I mean, that's true. We haven't. We've only seen it in, in, in um, uh, actual uh, videos. We haven't seen someone holding it. Well, we saw them holding it at a plant, but that doesn't really count. Uh, Kenta Wilson drops a very generous $2 Super Chat and says, Xbox will be fine with Game Pass. They won already. Well, I mean, it really depends on what you consider winning or won. I, I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be just fine. But but listen, I am not giving up on the box. I'm not giving up on Phil. I'm not giving up on Aaron or Matt Booty or anybody at Redmond. I'm die. You cut me, I bleed green. But I want better. I want more. I don't think that me asking to see games running on the Series X makes me a bad podcaster. I think it's. I think I'm being very fair. I think I'm being open and honest. I think that's what you're supposed to do when you have a voice of the people. We can't just sit back on our hands <coughs> and pretend that everything is okay. No, 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 it's all right. Don't worry about Game Pass. I, I love Game Pass. I've been playing games like on it like crazy. I've been certainly getting my money's worth. But I want to see Assassin's Creed running on the X. I want to see Cyberpunk. I want to see Dirt 5. I, I want to see them show this off, controller in hand. This is what the game looks like. And I know that they can do it. Uh, Joe Dunmore drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, it's like Microsoft is at a garage sale and their wife is making them sell their Series X. I, I mean, listen, that's, <laughs> I don't know if I, I agree 100%. That, that is funny, Joe. I, I got to tell you. Uh, you know what? Let's bring VJ into the conversation. VJ, you've heard everyone's frustration. And I think it's more frustration than it is a hate for the box. I, I, I think that I want I want people to understand that if you've been listening to this show and you've been listening to, of course, the Xbox Factor podcast, I have gone on tirades of excitement for, of course, Microsoft. And I've talked about everything that they're doing great. But, folks, we have to admit that there's been a bit of stumbling since the Halo debacle. And again, mm -hmm. I said it. I still gave the, the, the show an 8.5. I still actually liked what Halo. And listen, the graphics aside, the gameplay seemed there and the story is going to be there. They're going to have they have that in spades. They just need to fix up the engine, add <laughs> the ray tracing, add everything they need to do and it's going to be just fine. VJ, you've heard everyone's opinion. You've heard everyone's frustration. I'm interested to know should Microsoft show us what we're looking for? Um, okay, I'm going to just uh, bring the. <laughs> this has been very bombastic and concealed now. So I'm just going to try and just mellow things down, put a bit of structure because I think, I think New Middle Age Gamer and the other guys they've they've kind of outlined the frustrations and the issues. So I'm just going to, from my perspective, both companies uh, are quiet. We we know that, right? And it's fine by me personally, and I know it's that's not for everyone, but it is only li literally a matter of time, right? Days or weeks. Someone's going to say something at some point, but we don't have to wait that long. Both companies are building up tension as uh, 
And you can say that's a byproduct of uh, neither wanting to go first, right? Or they're both as, and I think it was a really good point from Mag, is that they're waiting until the last and most opportunistic moment to say their piece. On the worst case scenario, that there are delays incoming, right? And nobody, nobody wants to own up to them. So, and I think I mentioned this on my first or second podcast with you, Boom. And back then, when I was looking at you know everything that was going on, I already felt back then that both companies um, had a strong gaming proposition that is very difficult for any gamer to ignore. But your, your question specifically around Xbox, and that's my primary focus. So I just felt kind of like taking everyone's points, looking at what does Microsoft or what can they do? And this is open for everybody because I don't know everything, so I'm happy for everyone to chime in. But uh, just like the first thing, obviously, is confirmation of pricing and purchasing options, especially this is specifically for Xbox. We know that was probably going to be the most welcome thing, right? And we'll probably have like, um, you know, five shows in a row from you, boom, that week. <laughs> so, <laughs> seven. Um, and so, and I've, and I've said this on your show as well. Number two, Game Passes really important and a few outlandish new additions would be lovely and the ones that come to my mind and again anyone chipping because these are personal to me because these are games that i like uh, mafia definitive edition resident yes. 2 and 3 remakes judgment mass effect 3 if it actually exists persona 5 and what's really going to be interesting is that you were talking about the launch window which given what's going on in these really sort of strange times you can be forgiven to allow, to allow that window to extend a little bit, maybe until April. And wouldn't it be a fantastic move if Xbox were to sit in there with Square Enix and say, you know, FF7 remake, as soon as that day one, as soon as on day one is going to go into Game Pass, as soon as that Sony, exclusive, Sony exclusivity expires. So I'm, I'm just trying to look tactically at what Microsoft and Xbox can do if there are fundamental delays or issues uh, on both sides. Um, of course, um, a video montage up in the upcoming show uh, showing new footage of some of their upcoming uh, first party titles over the next 18, 24 months will be amazing and a great advert, right, in order to sell the machine and the promise of what's coming further down the line. Uh, obviously, <laughs> going back to what Newf was saying, it's definitely preferable. Otherwise, it's going to explode, right, that these games are shown running on the Xbox Series X. I don't want to be in the room if they're not with him. So... Um, also, like, I know some people are sort of downplaying in terms of the backwards compatibility, but that's something I'm really excited about. Um, and I want to see what all these games look like, you know, optimized for, for the Series X. Not just the old games, but some of these new games that should have bells and whistles. And I think someone mentioned Cyberpunk, so I forgot, I forgot who that was. And obviously, exactly rolling out the plan of what xCloud's going to do um, and, and the quality of how that's going to be showcased and, and expressed to us in order to sell that. Um, sort of going a little bit more outlandish, a prominent third-party exclusive into Game Pass at launch seems less and less likely, but it would be a sensational move, uh, especially to remove the slightly sour taste uh, of, the, of the Halo delay. Um, you know that opening a new studio is always great and gets fans exhilarated. Um, then you've got stuff like... Um, Possible, uh, you know, and the studio acquisition that we can we can respect, right? Because we know both companies are out in the market for that, right? And that's something else that we can get behind. 
Uh, I know that boom, you probably you're probably going to love it, right? You want to you want it to be Warner Brothers, right? Even maybe Zenimax or any of that, right? But obviously, I've got sort of separate precarious thoughts on those, but that's just not the it's not the time for those right now. But yeah, take your pick. Um, I don't think really they can do any more than that than what I've outlined. And, and again, I'm happy for anyone in the panel to to add to it. But even if it's just points one to four. Uh, being announced or covered to some degree is totally fine with me at this stage. Um, and, and to be quite frank with you, I mean, we talk about so many different games and there are a considerable amount that I want to experience on the Xbox right now from from given for what's, um, what's definitely upcoming, right, from third parties. Well, I mean, listen, I'll say this, and I talked about this on last week's uh, Xbox Factor podcast. I, a lot of the smaller games that people may discount on the Sony side that are coming out for a supposedly launch for Xbox Series X, I'm totally stoked for. You know what I'm saying? I, again, w w there are a couple of titles that I thought would be there. They're not going to be there. Uh, uh, Bright Memory Infinite, I thought was going to be a launch title. That's coming in early 2021. Scorn is coming in early 2021. But there's a game that was has been confirmed that I, I've been I've been touting this game the last two days. If you follow me on Twitter, the Falconeer looks amazing, right? The Falconeer. So if you told me I'm bringing home with my Series X, I'm getting the Falconeer, I'm getting the Medium, and I'm getting the Ascent, and there's extras on top of that from third party. Guess what, folks? I'm I'm good. I'm satisfied because those are three new IPs, all different, right? One's a flight game that's kind of like Crimson Skies with giant uh, with giant hawks, right? So you got me there. Medium, horror, yes, right up my alley. And you got a top-down game that plays like Diablo but is in the cyberpunk universe. Oh, shit, sign me up. I'll take it. So there you go. So the, even if it's just those three titles, I'm excited. Agreed. The problem is that we don't ha – we have not seen anything officially running – on the Series X, and listen, even if you are the diehard of diehard Xbox fans, you got to want to see that yourself. I'm sorry, I'm not picking on Xbox tonight. I'm not going pony, which of course I hate that term. I am speaking from an Xbox fan's point of view. I'm not downplaying the brand. I have not lost faith in Phil, but come on. We have to know what's happening in September. Get us excited. Tell us when this new show is happening. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's asking too much to kind of let your fan base in on the big secret. When is this show coming? Get What is going to be at this show? Are we going to see Xbox Series X gameplay? Because that's what I think they have to deliver on. You know, I I, I want to go to uh, um uh, Cybernox next on this. You know, let me let me just catch up on a few of these big super chats that have come in. First of all, Nightwolf thirty one eighty six, a very generous friend of the show, drops an outstanding ten dollars super chat and says, "I feel everyone's passion tonight and understand completely. We need to see something. I bleed green as well, but I want this to be better. That's why I love Boom and his panel. So why don't, why don't you take it away, Cybernox, and we'll come back to the other Super Chats. I'm interested to hear your opinion on this. <laughs> so a few weeks ago, everybody was calling me crazy because I said the D word. Yeah. No, you're talking about delay. Don't no, bite your tongue, boy. Don't do it. <laughs> and I'm going to say it again again. Don't do it. Don't Thank do it. The next year is going to be delayed until next year. Now, with all joking aside, 
we haven't seen anything, I think, because they don't have anything to show. And when I mean anything to show, anything that's going to actually bring any, you know, any wow moments, any anything in particular that's going to get the 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 fan base excited. My my theory is they put all their chips on Halo. And when Halo showcased the way it did, they don't know where to go from now, right? They delayed it till next year. And what do they have to show? They don't have anything else. They we literally have no idea what's going to happen to Halo. We have we think it may come at 2021, but when is it coming in 2021? Spring, holiday? How how bad is this game? 2022. I, I know, man. You, we don't know. You know, we. If you think about it, when they showed us Halo, even Halo wasn't showcased running on a Series X. What does that say? You know, Mags said that when he was uh, telling us earlier. When a company is marketing itself about power, 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 and all of a sudden, we don't see them running on the Series X. And, and we feel like they're hiding something from us. Now we start to question the company. You know, what can they do? You know, I, I don't, and I don't say this necessarily only for Microsoft. I think it's for the same reason why we don't see anything from Miles Morales on the Sony side. I believe that Miles Morales, the game for Spider Man, was a counter to Halo. Now that Halo's been delayed, there's no competition. They don't need to show you anything right now, or they don't need to rush to show you to show you anything, because uh, just that there's no competition for them. This is what I know. We're going to some unprecedented times right now, and there, like, what was I gonna say? Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Okay, yeah, I remember. Yeah, Forte was correct. You have to figure out. Why are we purchasing this console? And I'm speaking obviously for myself. I'm not. I, I, I'm not. I'm not saying anyone should want these consoles to to be delayed because I obviously I wouldn't want them to be delayed either if we had a proper launch. So you got to ask yourself when both of these consoles launch. Why am I buying these consoles? What do I want these consoles to do for me? Obviously, we want better frame rates, loading times, everything's like that, which I've mentioned here before. But which developers are gonna are gonna take advantage of that? We've seen that here with this with the Xbox One X. Not every developer took advantage of the. I don't think we've even utilized fully the Xbox One X. So why not? If it if things are so, if, if the the messaging is so mixed right now, we don't know what we're getting, what we're doing. We don't even know. Kind of like what Mag and, and VJ said. We may we may get um, news in a couple of days or a couple of weeks, but this is the first time ever that we're approximately two months away from a console launch, and we don't even know the price. Yeah, it's concerning to say the least. We haven't seen anything run on the series, and if you're thinking, okay, I'm going to play my games better, the games that I'm currently playing, yeah, I, I completely understand that, and if you're comfortable with that. That's fine. That we all game for different reasons and we all experience different things. That's fine. What I'm saying is there's no 
with the the exception of maybe a handful of games that may take advantage of the of some games, but you can see that all the other you, if you buy Cyberpunk, if you buy Assassin's Creed, all those day one patches are not coming day one. No, 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 no. They're coming twenty twenty one. Yeah, so but it's it's, it's still going to make the games run better. Remember, sure. you you, 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 ha- you, ha- sure. you have the 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 uh, smart learning you have the vrs if you play a current gen game on your series x it is going to run better than it would run on your uh on your xbox one even if it doesn't have like the next gen patch like for instance cyberpunk cyberpunk is gonna run better because of the ssd and the VRS, right? And and the machine learning and everything that. But again, these are things that we've heard in theory. I would really like to see this running. Yeah, like I understand. Like it's a we are all excited for next gen, but unfortunately, we got hit with some you know crazy things this year. I'm just saying, know what you're buying the consoles for. I'm no developer, so I I, I don't even know if the games that we have, we're going to need another patch on the Series X to take full advantage of it, right? I, I'm not sure. I don't know if they have to do any more work on their on their end for us, you know, to get even better resolution, get better frame rates and things like that on the Series X. So my, my opinion is if they need, whatever they need to do to wow us f- for this, um console release in november they better bring like their a game because they've been on a freaking nosedive ever since may they had all the momentum and then it was the third party reveal games and then their excuse for that that this was a third party um uh, reveal and we were talking about gameplay okay so now their messaging starts to get scrambled right and then comes the july showcase and then they show Halo, and Halo literally became a meme. Yeah, you know. And then for for Phil not to even answer that guy's tweet, which it was very well done. You know, just hey, give us something, give us something showcasing uh, the power of the Series X. I and you got to credit Sony, like Call of Duty. Right at the bottom, all you see is captured on a PS5. Yeah, that's the truth. You know, like yeah. something just as small as that. And for them not to even show their flagship title, Halo, running on the Series X could also indicate a little bit of a problem. So I wish they would take their time. We get a proper launch showcasing exactly or giving us the potential of these consoles from the get-go. But I understand that that maybe they want to release this now. And we are we will be able to play our games better, but just know why why we're getting these consoles and what we'll be able to do with them at launch. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. First of all, let me just catch up with some of the Super Chats. we got Eliza Fioti drops an outstanding $10 Super Chat. says, riddle me this. Phil knew he uh, he had a beast of a console coming out. Why didn't he go out to third-party devs and buy exclusive games to leverage the console instead of relying only on Halo? Be- I-, I think the easier answer is yes, because they thought Halo was going to be ready to launch. And they kind of put all their eggs in one basket. Now we don't know if he did that because we don't we haven't heard anything. There could be a big third party game uh that they marketed right into Game Pass at launch. We don't know. I mean, it would be a big deal. We have Psychonauts eight drops another two dollars super chat. He says Martha is dead and running in in game on the Series X. I I oh oh yes, Martha is dead. Yes, that's the, that's yes, that, okay, that's the 
um, horror game that was a PlayStation 5 exclusive and now has moved over to the Series X. That does look dope. I'm not going to front. Nightwolf 3186 drops an outstanding and additional. Five dollars Super Chat says, also, shameless plug, everyone go watch Mag and Cybernox Batman trailer breakdown. So <laughs> awesome and intriguing. Sorry to get off topic. No, don't be silly. Uh, uh, um, clowns, let's bring you into the conversation and then we're going to move on to something I think people are going to find to be very interesting. Some, some people have been talking about it in the chat. For you personally, how big of a deal is it? And you're you're Mr. Xbox as well. Do you want to see games running on the box in the September show? Uh yes, absolutely. I think it's something that is overdue for fans. We should have seen stuff already. Uh I I get that there might be issues with first party titles or you know stuff's getting delayed or not fully ready yet, but to be honest with you, there is really no excuse uh, um, from my perspective that we couldn't see anything like third party wise. Um, so I think there's stuff out there and I think that they should have been shown. I just I'm very disappointed um, that we haven't seen anything yet. It, it is really a big deal for me because they're touting that they got the best hardware out there. And it seems like they do, but let's see something on it, man. Get us excited for it. G give us a reason to want to buy this over something else. Just because you have the best hardware doesn't always mean people are going to flock to it if they don't see what it's capable of. Exactly. I mean, it, it, it's the truth. Now, look, uh, this is the, the next topic of, of conversation is, is probably going to close out the show. And, and it is a bit of interest, interesting one and one that shines a light on the Xbox. And I know that we talked about this briefly in this in this conversation about backwards compatibility. Now, that may not be a big deal for some, uh, but I believe it's a bigger deal for most. And I say that because we have heard Microsoft is we're going to be able to play a, a, about a thousand games when the consoles drop. That's something that Sony is not going to be has been very, very uh, muddied when it comes to the messaging on their backwards compatibility. Uh, we don't know what games first it was 100, then it was the entire catalog over the course of the generation of the PlayStation 5. Then it was, you know, a select few people voting. Uh, it, you know, it, it's the most popular and, and I think it's important, it's worthy of a conversation, bringing it, bringing it back into the light for Microsoft is because we know that there are going to be several games that are going to be that are going to be available to play on your system. For instance, Gears 5. OK, maybe you maybe you missed out on it. I didn't. I beat the balls off that game, but I sure would like to see it running at 120 frames per second. Now, some people in the chat have been talking about um, a story that broke today. And I don't know uh, if it's if it's how how legitimate it is because Sony hasn't commented on it. But if you remember early on, Mark Cerny had made mention that uh, there was going to be a potential of you know the, the the older games being backwards compatible on the on the uh, PlayStation Five, meaning that we were going to potentially play PlayStation One, Two, Three, and of course some PlayStation Four games. Now I saw it on Twitter. Uh, that it, uh, I don't know if it's been confirmed or not. I'm interested to get the the panel's opinion. See, this is this is where Microsoft has the advantage because a lot of people who poo pooed backwards compatibility, especially on the Sony side, were cheering in the aisles. I remember it. Noof, you remember it too. Mm. But how backwards compatibility was coming, and now you're going to be able to play all of the PlayStation uh, catalog one, PlayStation one, two, three, four, five, seventeen, right? 
What are your thoughts on this? Do, do you think, I mean, their messaging, Sony's, has been very muddied when it comes to backwards compatibility, and they have not spoken about it, whereas Microsoft has been very transparent about how they have thousands upon yeah. thousands of hours pre-testing these games, getting ready for launch. Now, again, maybe it may not be a big deal. Maybe it's not why you are going to buy the X, but the fact that you can play some of your older games that might be in your backlog you didn't get a chance to play that are going to take advantages i mean for crying out loud they showed fusion frenzy an og xbox game with ray tracing that's yeah. ridiculous and that's the kind of stuff you're going to get so what are your thoughts on sony's uh, failure to mention what backwards compatibility means to their fans well first i just want to say with microsoft and xbox i, I love it i mean first of all um by having backwards compatibility, it, it not only is a great uh, a great fan service for those of us who have a fantastic collection of games we'd rather not sell, trade, you know, throw away, and you know it allows us to connect one less console, it allows for a lot less clutter. You know, whether you sell your old console, trade it in, or you put it in a closet, but having those games accessible from you know, the latest and greatest piece of hardware that you have. And not only that, but seeing the benefits. Uh, I mean, a lot of these back and pack games, I mean, like last, last weekend, I think not last week, the weekend before last, when we did the Gears of War 3 uh, community game night. Gears 3 looks almost next gen running on the Xbox One X. It's it's so crystal clear. It looks amazing. Like a lot of these upgrades, you know, and kudos to Microsoft for investing in that and, and not leaving out those fans. And I think every legitimate fan would like to have at least access to some of those back. Sure, we're not going to play them all, but there's that, that odd time from here and there where you're going to want to pick up that game. There Again, there's a whole new slew of fans coming into these generations who never had the chance to experience a Splinter Cell game or never had a chance to experience one of the older Halos and stuff like that. So I think it, it's fantastic. You know, Sony needs to get on board with it. I just don't know if they have the time, the experience, or the wherewithal to get with it, or they just don't really care as much because they want to, again, drive more people to the latest console and, and they're willing to take uh, the the minuscule backlash, I guess you can say, for for not having back compatible, which they don't see as as a huge um, investment moving forward for them, or it's just you know maybe they're trying to drive a lot more people to get those games uh, through things like PlayStation Now, which ultimately I think is a lot of it. You know, there's a lot of old games that you can play with PlayStation Now uh, that you can stream or you can download. So obviously Sony has the capability, I guess you could say, even though I said they probably didn't, but they definitely have the capabilities. It's just that both companies seem to look at that feature a little bit differently. Microsoft feels it's an important part of their history and an important part of the fan service. And they, they really dedicate it to this gen as a lot of games. I would still like to see come to back and Pat. Uh, I'm looking at you, uh, Chronicles of Riddick. Uh, what do you call it? Escape from dark. Butcher, Bay, Butcher Bay. That was great. Those, those games. I love those games and they're still not bring those over and please make a new one, please. Uh, Tygon or star breeze or wherever the hell star breeze made the original games, but I would love to see a new one of those. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I think backers compatibility has a place. I definitely think, uh, I mean, whether they get to the PlayStation one, PlayStation two, but, um, I think the newer stuff in the PlayStation three era, definitely PlayStation four needs to be uh, a large with their large install base of PS4s. They, they need to have that as a huge, um, 
part of their system, I think, moving forward, because a lot of people are going to adopt the next generation, maybe a little bit slower, depending on the price of these consoles. And they should definitely have it there and have a good selection of games ready at their disposal. So that's that's what I think. I mean, it's, it, what you're saying is 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 true. And again, I know there's some people in the chat that are like, well, why would I buy a, a next gen console to play old games? Well, you're not. You, it's it's an advantage. It's an mm. addition to what you're going to play because obviously, if you're buying the next gen console, you're going to play Assassin's Creed on it. You're going to play Cyberpunk on it. You're going to play Call of Duty on it. Same thing if you were buying a PlayStation or if you're buying an Xbox. The difference. The difference there is that if you have a backlog and if you're a gamer who support multiple consoles and you say you don't have a backlog, good on you. That means that you are either unemployed and all you do is play games 24 hours a day. And if that's the case, man, good for you. <laughs> but most people have a backlog because we only have so much time. My backlog is ridiculous. But if I could play an older game with new graphics and, and take advantage of VRS and you know, and uh, and an SSD, for instance, which which mm -hmm. you're going to have on on the Series X, it will be worth its weight in gold. Most most one drops an outstanding, very generous ten dollars super chat and says Sony says they have the fastest hardware with no limits, yeah. but we haven't saw, we haven't seen the console running yet. We saw renders and mockups. We have no idea of the inputs yet. Showing dev kit running games is not it. I mean, listen, I agree with you, and you're 100% right. But we did see Ratchet and Clank running on a PlayStation 5. And again, they said that. I, I, I don't know. know. I don't work for Sony. They did show Call of Duty, Cold War, it said on the bottom, running on PlayStation yeah. 5. Now, is it? I don't know. But th that's what they're advertising, so that I suppose that's what it looks like. Now, could it be a PC? Sure. That means they would be lying. I, I again, I, I can't, I can't tell you. But you know, you know, boom too. Is wouldn't it be just great though to to play a lot of these older games like you mentioned with better frame rates, better resolution, uh, and different things like that without also having to go out and say buy another forty dollar remaster of a particular game that you really enjoy like not having to make that investment again to me like that's something like that is a bonus to fans and that is pro consumer you yes. know a lot of the times we're getting these remasters and they're great like i know you're super excited for uh kingdoms of dude uh, i cannot wait for next week brother right? i got the collection edition ready to rock and roll nice that comes out next week yeah on the eighth yep wow i didn't know it was that soon but you know what i'm saying right Yes. Yeah. No. I. I well, and I agree. God of War Three, uh, the remaster for PlayStation. Like to me, I, I played it on PS3 and I loved the game. But when I played it on PS4 and I did, yeah, I was one of those guys who went and bought the PS4 version. I was like, me too. I barely can see any difference. It was it wasn't like added stuff added or anything. It was just a little bit cleaner. But you know, to me, it really wasn't worth the money. You know, like that could have been just a back and pack game, and boom. You know. You're absolutely right. You're right. And that's and that's the advantage of smart delivery. That's the advantage of being able to run and have thousands of games available at your grasp. You know, Mag, I want to go to you next, dude, because obviously yeah. I want to bring you back off the ledge. And yeah. I and, and, and <laughs> I want to I want to talk I want to talk positively about the Xbox because yes. backwards compatibility is a big deal. Mm -hmm. Smart delivery is a big deal. Playing your older games as well as some new games. And there's going to be quite a, quite a bunch of new games for us to play on these new consoles. I think, I think gives the advantage to Microsoft simply because yeah. if you, if you choose as a gamer to play a game from this year, 
that you didn't get a chance to play and wasn't originally made for the Series X, it will automatically take advantage mm -hmm. of its power. It will run potentially double the frame rate. It will have an advantage with VRS. Yeah. Th these are things that are important, important to ga gamers like myself, potentially important to you, and potentially in even more important to the Xbox community. And this is where Sony has dropped the ball, in my opinion. What are your thoughts on this? Well, you know, it's funny you actually bring that up because I was actually, over the last week or so, I've been Googling in bed on my phone, wondering about, see, what there was a, there was a summer sale on, uh, some play, on uh, PlayStation exclusive games that I never actually got around to playing. And two of them in particular was uh, Days Gone. And what else was the other one about? Oh, and uh, Uncharted uh, Lost Legacy. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll hold off on these games until I pick up the PS5. Because mm -hmm. if the PS5 launch titles are really skimpy, I'll have something new to play, essentially. Right? So it's something that, that kind of tied me over through the winter. Because you know what, guys? Let's face it. There's going to be a lot of delays. Okay? Uh, maybe they're not saying it now, but delays are coming. And so we're going to have a dry spell coming up at some point. So anyhow, I bought those games on sale and I've been scouring the <laughs> internet, trying to find out saying, will days gone be up or whatever for the PS five. If you own it digitally on the PS five. and you know, the only answer I can get is some Reddit fanboy saying, of course it is. Yeah, with literally <laughs> no backup information. You know what I mean? There's nothing. Yeah, so, Sony hasn't talked about it. They, they, mm. they, 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 what, what their statement was. Yeah, the hundred, one hundred most popular games. <laughs> okay, right. But and, I don't have names. Right. No, and they, they didn't give names. And worse exactly. than that, then they said, mm. okay, well, within the generation, which should last about seven years, we should have everything. And then they retracted right. that statement. And since then, they haven't said much of nothing. They said they do. They are working on select titles right see I, like, luckily enough that the, the games that i'm looking at uh, i ended up picking up the spider-man uh game of the year edition and i never played any of the dlc so i'm also kind of holding off on that because i figured that's going to dovetail right into miles morales and then i've got this uncharted lost legacy and i've got days gone i haven't touched any of them so i'm kind of holding off because i want to see what's going to happen when we actually get release dates on games and then start doing it so but i've been given zero information zero tangible information i have not received any now getting back to backwards compatibility with microsoft they've gone as we all know i mean it's pretty obvious they've gone the pc route and you know this is the best route to go see when i'm i'm going to be getting two series x day one okay R regardless of all my bitching early okay guys that you know it's it's my emotions but i'm still buying two series x day one for my household because i have two gamers in this household well actually four but two that I can actually afford to buy them. Anyhow, with the single box, like a PC, I can play every single game I've ever owned with no issues. Now, Noof said it just about five minutes ago. He said that it, you know it reduces, he said it best, it reduces clutter. You have you don't have to have multiple consoles plugged in. Plus, he brought up another interesting point. Uh, last week, new, I think it was last week or the week before new had community game night, which people should come out for. It's a lot of fun, even though I didn't come out for the last two, but anyway, either way, how would that night have gone without backwards compatibility? Because he put gears three as one of the games. So now can you imagine a bunch of guys like trying to dust off old consoles from their shoe closet, looking for that console to plug it in just to be able to play gears three, but yep. they didn't have to, they didn't have to, all they had to do was go to the library. Maybe if they had a digital 
they would just have to go and re-download it. Maybe that's about it. Or maybe they just have to find the disc and pop it in, and there you go. And so those are little options. That's not going to sell you a new console, but you know what it is going to do? It's an accessory that makes the experience much more enjoyable. Now, PS5's messaging, as I was alluding to earlier there, uh, you know, it sounds like they're mumbling under their breath to me. You know, and I mean, I expect some solid, clear, concise answers come September, as I had <laughs> said earlier. I would like that. But it sounds like they're mumbling under the breath. Like, uh, even IGN was clowning on them today. I don't know if you guys saw it. There was an article. Can you imagine IGN? It's like the bloody world's going to end. They actually had an article today titled, Sony's PS5 compatibil- uh, backward compatibility is even more confusing now. I swear that is the <laughs> that was the title of the article. I believe IGN. it. You know, I I had it called hell to see if it froze over when I saw that title. But, you know, it, it's a problem. And, you know, and like the way I see that their messaging is going right now, it's like a press conference. Like, Mr. Cerny, Mr. Cerny. Yes. Hi, Mag from Primetime Gaming Magazine. Yeah. Uh, what's going on with backwards compatibility? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I'm sorry, Mr. Cerny. Can you say that again into the mic? That's what it sounds like to me. It's like they're avoiding the questions, which, again, I'd like to, you know, uh, it does not exude confidence in the consumer because I'm not getting clear. I'm not getting clear, concise answers. And uh, one little side note, by the way, I, I, this just popped in my head. Uh, I was playing Uncharted 4 earlier in the spring. Uh, I think it was April. And my son saw it. Now, he's very young. So he's never played any of those games before. And he says, you know, he said, Daddy, what are you playing? And I'm saying, oh, I'm playing this really cool game, this and that. I showed it to him. And he goes, can I try that? And I said, well, why don't you? we start you at the beginning? Now, I happen to have the Uncharted, uh, the, what are the, the collection. Drake, yeah, the Nathan Drake collection. I happen right. to have that. So we started at the first one and started going through the story and stuff like that, right? But there was no backwards compatibility. If I did not own that Nathan Drake collection, he never would have had a chance to play that. Right, and I'd be like, "Well, tough, uh, you know, you know, tough son. Sorry, uh, Sony doesn't have backwards compatibility, so we won't be able to go back to the beginning unless I dust off a PS3 that I sold for fifty bucks out of the back of my trunk." Right, you know. So what are you gonna do? So it, you know, there are options there that will actually open, you know, open the market to younger other gamers, or maybe people want to go back and try these other games. It's like I said, it's not a system seller, but it's a nice accessory to have. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? It's kind of like, you know, when you go for a Sunday, right? You go in, you're going for the ice cream. You're going to Carvel to get the ice cream, but it tastes much better when you get whipped cream, you get a couple of colored sprinkles, maybe a cherry on top. Maybe if you want to let your hair down and you don't mind a couple extra calories, you put the the uh, hot fudge on it and you make a real Sunday out of the deal. And I think that's what that is what you're going to get with the Series X. You're going to have good games. You're going to have the, the third-party games are going to run best on that. No doubt about it. The first-party games, when they are available, will take full advantage of, of the power of the console. The, uh, the, you know, the smaller titles, like the medium, are, let, let, let me just say this, and, and I, and I want to bring this conversation. Noof, did I get you? Did I get your opinion on this yet or yes, no? You did. Yep, I you did. did. Okay, so let me bring this to VJ. What, the one thing that I want to say about what Microsoft is doing that Sony is not doing and has not talked about, it, it is worthy of a conversation. Now, VJ, you've been hearing everyone's opinion. Backwards compatibility may not be important to you per se, uh, and I believe it is, but to, to, to some people who are looking for the complete package, and I think that's what you can call the Series X, it has the power, right? It has the services, 
And when I say the services, I'm not just talking about Xbox Live. I'm talking about, you know, obviously Project X Cloud is a part of the conversation now. We're also talking about Xbox Game Pass, getting your money's worth. On top of all of that, you have backwards compatibility. So I, I believe it is the better of the two packages simply because you're getting you're getting your money's worth what what are your thoughts on the backwards compatibility how how important is that for uh for people looking to potentially upgrade this fall i mean it's important in terms of okay let's look at it from my personal perspective that might be a bit easier i appreciate backwards comp compatibility and i know there's people out there complaining about it but um i don't think they're xbox owners to be quite frank with you i think it's important to all Xbox owners, to a degree, to to a degree. I, I, I can I can agree with that. Not everyone's like shouting from the rooftops. Um, gamers have backlog. It's a common situation. It's a predicament that we all find ourselves in. Again, there's no there's no there's no issue or arguments there. Now there are games that I have personally missed, and games that I guess every single one of us on the panel has still has shrink wrap right yep. that we haven't played. It's it's just I mean. It happened to me in the PS2 era, and now, now it's like it's, it's just common, right? And um, and if you're going to tell me that when I un unwrap those games and I'm going to put them in a new system and they're going to be further enhanced, what can you say other than thank you? Yeah. Like, come on, it's just like basic common courtesy, right? But Microsoft uh, and Xbox and Phil and, and whoever's been on this program, right, needs a feather put in their cap whoever pushed this agenda because it is it is serving their roadmap going forward um and they, they internally might say oh god thank god we did that it's a bit of a happy coincidence because not only have we got game pass which we're pushing we're going to do this x cloud thing and there's no competition at the moment and this backwards compatibility is really going to come in handy now a lot of people out there might feel it's a, it's a nice to have, but the question we're asking, I guess, is it strong enough to shift boxes? And I would say for enthusiasts, definitely. But this all comes down to Microsoft's marketing, uh, their production, their management communication people, um, and, and, and how their PR department push this narrative. How do they spin it? You've, we've talked about Sony, right? They take the smallest little thing and just spin it out, out of complete proportion, right? And the internet goes into a meltdown. And I just, we've talked about this on the show constantly over and over again. I said, you know what, Phil's just needs to needs better people in, in various divisions just, just to tighten things up, just to become more competitive because I still think that they're a little bit short. And you know, this is not the first time I've said this, Boom, right? Yep. And it's how are Microsoft taking advantage of the pluses that they have? And I just don't see that. And I know that everyone's being quiet and so on and so forth, but this is not something new. This has been going on for a long, long time. And boom, you you you, you point this out consistently, right? And there's no one that disagrees with that, right? Um, but I will come back to one thing, right? And like I said before, both systems have a different proposition to gamers that is difficult to ignore sony are one are going one way and I, I can't remember someone was on your panel and, and i might have been clowned i'm not sure but said you know what microsoft are going left and sony are going right and and um and that's fine that's that's not a problem and i and i'd want to have diversity i want to have more options but i just wish that microsoft would find ways to really push the narrative 
in terms of like the ammunition that they have and really fire it properly. And that's where I think the issue is right now. No, I mean, I, I just, that's a strong point. It's definitely a strong point. And again, worthy of a further conversation potentially on the Xbox Factor podcast. Cybernox, for you personally, obviously, you know, you have a little one. You you work full time. You got to mm-hmm. be a dad first. You got to be a husband first. Sometimes you don't get the games. That, that That's the reality of the world. Uh, and uh, the ability to buy a Series X to play an older game that's going to potentially run and look better. And again, we've heard this, we've heard this from numerous people who are working on the Series X that a 30 FPS game is going to run at 60. A 60 FPS game has potentially could run at 120 frames per second. It's going to run quicker because of the SSD. The VRS is going to come into into an advantage for some of these older games. For you, Microsoft has been transparent. They've told us that your older games are going to work because generations are important to us. Sony has said, well, you know, we're kind of working on it. Well, 100, well, then it's the whole thing. And then we're, you know, we're, we're going to pick some. We're going we're to throw some out there day one. We don't know. They, they're, again, they're, their messaging has been money. This is where Microsoft has the advantage. For you, is it a big advantage? I think for sure. I think this is one of those features that actually, for the first time in a long time, um, we actually can take our games and play on our consoles today. You know, ever since Microsoft introduced backwards compatibility, before that, it was only done on PC. PC has been doing this for generations now, and here we are on the Xbox One doing it for the first time. I think this is where they have a leg up on Sony. Sony, I think, is still trying to go, or were still. Tr- or I, I honestly, their their messaging on this is so confusing that I don't even know. I don't know if they are trying to, you know, give the fan give their fans uh, backwards compatibility compatibility, or they're just trying to go the traditional route, kind of like they're going with their games. No, you're buying the PS5, and we're we're just gonna let you guys play PS5 games here, like we're not sure about that yet and i agree wholeheartedly with vj it's one of those features that you know if you think about it if you have uh, if you bought um a physical copy of a game and because you own the same family but a different uh model of of that console and you can't play that game maybe like like he mentioned like we all have a most of us have uh um a backlog, you know, either digitally or physical or physically too. And for us to be able to do that now on the Xbox, it's, it, it's, a, it's, it's amazing. And f- not having that ability right now or having that or being unsure what you're going to be able to do on the PS five. It, it's uh it's a, it's a big L for them, but I think Microsoft is going the, r- the right way. A lot of, you know, even they've mentioned, some of the backwards games that they're um they're uprising they're they put rtx on fusion frenzy i believe you know yeah, they've mentioned they had, that they, before. yeah ray tracing was on fusion oh, frenzy oh yeah, yeah ray tracing rtx jesus christ yeah. yeah yeah ray tracing so um yeah it, it it's one of those features that i think microsoft it's really um 
really one of those things that they do for their fan base like a thank you for, to their fan base here you get you buy your your games here you're going to be able to bring them throughout any generation that you know as long as you stay in our ecosystem and i think that's really cool sony was is still yet to be seen what we're going to get with them so microsoft's got uh a one up on them on that well, it, it appears that based on the two topics, uh, it, it, it b- both companies need to do better, and we need to ask of these companies to do better. Clowns, why don't you close out this particular topic? Now, you, we know that you have a tremendous backlog, and I understand maybe you're not going to play a game from four years ago on your Series X, but what if something came out this year that you didn't get a chance to play? Would you play it on the X? You probably would. The fact that you can do that is a, a huge advantage, in my opinion, and an advantage that we have no idea this close to a console launch of what Sony is going to do. I mean, someone mentioned it in the Super Chat, and I, I, I it, the name ex- escapes my brain, so I'm sorry about this, but we haven't even seen the back of the PlayStation 5, and that's the truth. So we, there are things that Sony have not done right. Again, this isn't just pile on Microsoft. I, we have to pile on both consoles, but more specifically, mm-hmm. clowns. Uh, how important, um, and, and I know, uh, uh, Forte, I'm going to come to you last, brothers. Don't worry, I haven't forgotten about you because you, you are. Oh, no, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, clowns, w- what are your thoughts on this? How important is backwards compatibility? And, and, and has Microsoft done their due diligence to fans to be transparent about this? Yes, I think backwards compatibility is extremely important, um, despite what some people might say out there on other consoles or systems. I think, you know, uh, for gamers like Noof uh, and yourself, Boom, that are older and myself, we have a large collection of physical media. I'm sure actually a lot of us on this panel have physical media. And just the fact that we're going to be able to pop that physical media in, you know, the next Xbox um, and those titles will be backwards compatible is amazing we don't have to put another system on the shelf like Newf alluded to it's not going to have to be cluttered we can just pop in that disc and go um it's a huge fan service especially to collectors as well that ha- love their disc collection and of course you know i mean there's digital that's backwards compatible too so it's good going forward for you know uh, younger generations that want to get back into older titles that don't like physical discs they could just buy the digital version and play backwards compatible so overall it's it's an amazing feat that xbox has done and has created and the messaging is very clear i wish that sony's ps5 would be very more clear about this um, because i believe so far only select ps4 titles and nothing alluded to the ps3 ps2 or ps1 so i have a feeling they're going to try to go more like the playstation now route or upcharge digitally maybe for some backwards compatible stuff and emulate it but I just think that the way Xbox is doing it is fantastic because you're not, they're not double dipping you. You know, you don't have to pay again to play it. You could just pop in that one that you got. You go to Goodwill, buy an old game, pop it in. It's going to work. So it's just, I don't know, man. It, Xbox has really hit the mark on this. Um, and I hope that a lot more outlets out there pick up on the positivity of this going forward because this, this is a pretty big deal. Well, I mean, obviously, I, I believe uh, I'm not sure. I think it was uh, new. To, did you say that, that they ran? Oh no, it was uh, it was Mag that said that iGen actually ran a negative story against uh, against Sony regarding their backwards compatibility. I have to read that after uh, the show. But you know, Gaming Forte, I saved you for last for a particular reason. Now we obviously know that you are 
uh, you work for GameStop, right? You have your own store. Mm -hmm. And you know people, especially in this particular generation that we're currently in, don't buy new games like they did 10 years ago. People are trying to save a buck or two. And people buy old games. People miss new games, and they become old games. For you personally, we see, we talked about how, uh, you know, we've seen some things from Sony that we haven't seen from Xbox that we want, that we want to see for ourselves. Uh, to, to, to kind of turn the, 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 the tide, so to speak, is Microsoft has been super transparent about, listen, your generation of games that you own, don't worry about it. They're coming forward. We're going we're right. to make sure that all those games are, are compatible, and they're going to take advantage of the new hardware, just like a PC. Sony, a Charlie Brown teacher, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> you don't know what they're doing. right? We don't know what they're doing, right. and they have not been very clear about it. As a matter of fact, IGN, their biggest fan, ran a negative story, shockingly, which I cannot wait to read after this show, what are your opinions? Has Microsoft done the right thing by making backwards compatibility important to them so it's important to us? And has Sony dropped the ball here? Uh, yeah, man. This is, especially being a person that plays on PC, this is how it's always been on PC. The fact that I buy a game on Steam or any of these other platforms, even on um, GOG, who is owned by... Um, by, CD uh, Project by Red. CD Project Red, where everything's DRM. I always have access to those games, no matter what. And even when we get new hardware, you're able to scale that stuff up as far as the graphics will allow you to take it. So it's it's such a consumer friendly move that has been made for not just this generation, but generations before this. Even on a PC, there's games that I had on PC that. 12, 15, 20 years ago, and I still can run them today. So Microsoft's doing a really good thing. And the one thing that always disappoints, I'm always I'm never gonna say I'm mad because people can have their own opinion when it comes to backwards compatibility. Part of the time I feel like people say what they say because they just wanna they just want to cap against something that they don't have on their system. So they just want to kind of go against the other person, just say, man, that don't matter. No, who wants to play old games? Okay, so let me let me answer that question for you then. Who wants to play old games? I don't want to play old games, but what's the purpose of a digital library if you can't take it with you? Yep, mm-hmm. great point. That's, that's the whole purpose of backwards compatible. Like, there's a bunch of games... Like, guarantee, the people in this party that got Steam, there are probably games that you bought <laughs> hundreds of games that you bought that you never launched on Steam before. But the fact that they're there lets you know that no matter whenever I decide to, it could be 10 years from now, that game's going to be there. So I look at it as why would you, digital seems to, digital is going to be the future. It, it's no way around that. But why would you want to just self give up all of the games that's in your library not to have them go? Because there's no reason for them to be on the next platform if you can't play them there. So you're basically saying everything that came out for PS4 or if Xbox did that, everything that came out for Xbox, when the next generation comes, all those games you bought digitally are gone. You don't have them anymore. You you traded in your PlayStation 4 because there's very few people that keep their old systems when the next generation starts. A lot of people use their old system to supplement the new system. So mm-hmm. that is a way for you to still have ownership. I think it's just the fact that it's not the fact that you want to play old games. It's just that it's ownership. At a certain point, it's like if I'm just going to give you money for you to just say it doesn't work. 
because trust me, sooner or later this is going to happen to some of the bigger, the bigger re- not the retailers, but the bigger uh, publishers out there. They're going to have something that's going to be a benefit to you, and they're going to take it away, and you're going to realize like, oh, I paid for that, and it's no longer there. And Microsoft is saying, no, hold on. We're not only going to give you this generation, we're going to give you past generations too. We're going to allow you any developer that wants to put their game in this program, third party or not, we're going to allow that game to go forward too. They're basically Xbox a long time ago when they did their all their play anywhere speech. PC is game is Xbox, Xbox is PC. That is more known now than ever before. And a lot of people just keep forgetting that PC. And Xbox and even PlayStation, they are literally the same now. Before mm-hmm. they were different. Xbox was still running our uh, x86 back in the day, but PS3 wasn't. So the fact that one system was and one system wasn't is the reason a lot of developers didn't want to take their games forward. That's why you see Xbox not having a problem bringing their 360 games over because they still fit in the same archetype as what they're doing now. PlayStation has a hard time doing it because the cell processor was harder to develop for. So it takes more work for third parties to bring their games over. That's why it's easier to remaster PS3 games than it is to bring them over to another platform. So until PlayStation decides to say, look, man, we just want you to have just to have your library because that's all it should be. It shouldn't be about if you want to play or not because you're probably never going to touch a lot of... There's about 50 or 80% of the games that's in your library you'll probably never touch again. But it's really nice to be able to see a thousand games that I bought this generation Mm -hmm. and not feel like they're gone just because I decided to switch over to a new box. I'm still in the same ecosystem. I'm still a part of the same family of consoles. Why should my games not go with me? So that's the question that people should start asking themselves when you say, I don't care about backwards compatibility because you may not care about it, but do you care about the ownership of the thousands of games you bought on a platform? It is You yeah. should care about it. And can I piggyback off of that real quick, Boom? VJ yeah. said, said something that um just brought this to my attention. Uh, this is something that Xbox has a leg up on Sony. And I think they're marketing discrepancies between their services and their hardware team and their game teams is actually something you can see here. Yes. Here's a feature that they can actually promote, you know, put this out there, do something with it. And they only sprinkle things here and there. Now, their hardware marketing team has been on point with the the Series X to a certain extent. Everything is about um, Xbox Game Pass, all the marketing and everything that has been on point. And then when it comes to the actual games and some of the features that we can actually take advantage of, we get these duds. I just don't understand that. And I think kind of like what VJ mentioned, Phil needs maybe some better people around them when it comes to, you know, some things like that. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I don't think it, I do think Phil needs better people around him, but I also think the biggest problem with Xbox when it comes to games that about on the game front, they just took too long to get into it. They literally waited to two years before the generation ended. But by the time this happens, it'd be three years before the generation ended to actually make a decisive move when it comes to purchasing studios. And then the studios you purchase have deals with other studios and other publishers to make games. 
So their games are going to take precedent before your games even start rolling out the door. So now we're depending on the traditional three, Halo, Gears, and Forza. We already got two Gears. Well, we got technically three Gears of War games this generation. Uh, four, if you count what's in they coming over from um, PC sooner or later, probably later this year. And we got a crap ton of Forza games. And one mainline Halo game that's not Master Chief Collection. That's not enough over the course of a seven to eight year generation, mm-hmm, just exactly. as output from that one developer. So they, so, th- and this didn't just start during this generation. Microsoft started this back in 2011 when they mm-hmm, shut right. all first party development down to have one of the, and this is the thing people keep forgetting, to have one of the best launch lineups that a console has had. Yep. They had a really good launch lineup. The problem is they shot themselves in the foot day one with some very colorful quotes that a lot of people just didn't like and the whole always online thing, which guess what? Microsoft is pretty much having you always online right now because everything you want to do, you kind of got to be online. So we ended up getting to where they wanted to get to in the first place. But the last thing is, overall, Microsoft, the reason you see a difference in marketing in these different areas is because Microsoft is is literally building on a core competency of the company. They are a service-based company that that really markets is that way everything they do is services now so that's why you see such a huge that's why you see such a big mismatch in where the services come from and the hardware and that's why everybody was so blown away by the hardware reveal because that's not something that microsoft has been doing this entire generation they have been on point with their marketing when it comes to the services but when it comes to a tangible item that you hand somebody like a system, they didn't start doing that until the last couple of years. And now you're starting to see Phil Spencer. If you remember back in 2015, when he said, I was hired to fix the services. I was I was hired to fix the service. I was hired to fix Xbox Live, fix the, the system, and then we're going to fix the games. He went in that exact order. Some people will say he probably should have went with games first because we wouldn't be in a problem that we're in now. But now that games is the thing he's focusing on because he gave us the system, the system we already know is going to be there. It's going to be the most powerful system ever. The games are going to be lacking until they get the first party to get those games to produce. And boom, and boom has taken <laughs> off. And boom has taken da, da, off. Da, da, he he was like Forte is probably going to. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I had my my uh, my mic muted. Well, you know what? This this is what they need to do. And they and I say this with w- w- with the absolute confidence. They need to pull a Sony because if you remember, Sony depended very heavily, yeah, on indies and second party games. For the first couple of years of the PlayStation 4. Am I wrong? I'm not wrong in saying that. They did that. Mm -hmm. And they did well. They did well in that. Because they had the support of the indies. They had games that were not coming to the Xbox. That were not not, not available on the Xbox. And those second party games Mm -hmm. were not available on the Microsoft box. What they need to do is focus heavy on getting some of these big second party games and making sure that they don't find their way onto the PlayStation 5 for at least a year. And if they could put out, if they if they could put out these smaller, smaller exclusives in their indies 
and in their second party, and then obviously the third party games are going to run better and look better and run faster and stay stronger, like the six million dollar man, it's going to be better on Xbox. If they could just edge out and take advantage of some second party big games, they will have an advantage over Sony and they could hold out until their big AAA first party bangers start rolling out. Listen, folks, this has been an amazing uh, two hours. I, I got to catch them in some of the super chats. First of all, Gamer by Choice drops a very generous. $10 Super Chat and says, and as an Xbox fan, they miss so many opportunities to wow their fans. I'm buying my X, X Series X to play my old games better and new games coming. Please show me what I should look forward to. Ah, you can't argue with that. Yeah. Keith J drops a very generous $5 Super Chat and says, I think Phil needs to understand that they must appeal to the hardcore first before they can yes. be successful with casuals and xCloud. Yeah. That's a strong, strong point there, Keith J. Uh, we have another super chat that came in from, um, let's see here, Dreadpool, a good friend and actually a panel member of Breakfast with Boom. He drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, BC is 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 pro for retro gamers and new retro game and newer retro gamers. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. We also had another super chat come in from, let me see who this is. This is from J-Dub is a shill. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for the $5 super chat. And he says this. Let me see if I could find it. Hold on just a second. Oh, sometimes this YouTube stuff really annoys me with the way that this they goes. He says, excellent take, Forte. Well, there you go. And and that was a fantastic take. Really, really well spoken, Forte. Definitely Thank appreciate you, the uh the insight. And listen, folks, look again, no one is dumping on Xbox, but we as I I think that as a podcaster who not only has three live shows, but has an Xbox show on Thursdays, yeah. I think. You have to be honest. You don't have to dump on uh, on Phil Spencer to get your point yeah. across. The same way uh, Nano Polymath wrote to Phil, I'm very disappointed that Phil didn't reach out to him and say something to the effect, "Listen, thank you for the uh, the, com the 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 compliment. You know, get excited, Xbox fans, we're coming." That's all he yeah. had to say, and it, the tweet would have exploded again. Positive press, and people would have ran with it. Okay, we're getting ready. So mm, I, yeah. I just I just think that they need to be a little bit more transparent on what September is going to hold. I mean September is September first is tomorrow, and we are we we have we have to see something within the next two weeks. I mean for God's sakes, if 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 the November sixth date holds based on the controller leak from last uh, about a week and a half ago. Once the end of the week happens, folks, once Sunday comes to fruition, that would be exactly 60 days, right? Yeah. From the launch of the console, folks, we don't know anything. Yeah. It's yeah. a problem. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry it's a problem. Yeah. I mean, 2020 has been pretty much right off one of the shittiest years I think any of us can imagine yeah. in, in our lifetime. And all we're begging for is, is some sort of news to feel wild, to feel positive, to, yeah. you know, to, to reinforce that our money is going to be well spent. Uh, you know, we don't necessarily need justification, but like this has been the weird, and I know COVID 
COVID plays a large part in here too. Nothing has been regular, certainly for the teams, the devs, the marketing divisions. It hasn't been easy, but they've had a few months of transition. And, you know, that that's where they had the choice to say as well. And maybe we postpone this launch until next year that we make sure we got lots of systems produced and that we can sell the Attica quantities and get like, you know, it's, it's okay to delay games. We're used to that now. It's okay to delay a system too. You know, honestly, we're better uh -huh. off for it. I think it is. I mean, we're better off for it. Nobody, nobody here yet. Are anybody here sick of their Xbox One or the PlayStation Four yet? Like, can we not wait? You know, another yeah. half a year or another full year if it took that long to to make sure these systems look and play great right from the day one. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not going to sit here and lie. I think the year has been so miserable that the world, the gaming world, us, the gamers, need new consoles. So I selfishly, even <laughs> if I'm playing old games, yeah. want my Series X and my PlayStation so 5. Because I think, yeah, so, so this isn't any inside knowledge or anything. This is just my thoughts on it. I think, uh, I can't who whoever said it earlier about, was that you, Cyber, that's talking about the delays and stuff? Yeah. yeah. yeah okay, yeah, that's what I thought. I'm kind of with him. I don't think it's going to happen, but I do think I think at a certain point, Microsoft and Sony have come to a conclusion that they rather get ready? something yeah. out. They rather get something out than nothing at all. I think mm. I think trust me, I think manufacturing is a problem. I think because it's hard to get anything from anywhere when it comes to that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. I think they I think Microsoft more than anything since they were talking about the system so far so long um long ago in advance, they're more ready to ship something. I think that they already said we're going to have a certain amount that we're going to have to be able to allocate to this year, which is probably enough for them to say that's good enough for our first start. I just say this if you don't get a system this holiday, you probably won't get one until sometime in the like early next year. Cause I think they're going to be bare bones when it comes to that. And the reason I think these systems are still coming out because Phil Sensor in his interview with um, talking uh, animal talking, he said he already has the retail system at home. He said he already boxed has already been home. He took it out the retail packaging. He said it's already good to go. They're just eyeing the day that they want to release all this stuff. And trust me, mm -hmm. We will not hear, and this sucks, but we're not going to hear anything until Sony goes first. Microsoft yeah. ain't going first. It ain't going to mm. happen. So until Sony comes yeah. out and says what <laughs> our price is, <laughs> until, so yeah. everybody wants that y'all keep talking about this this date that they're going to talk about because guess what? Game Pass launches on a 15th, not Game Pass, um, xCloud launches on a 15th worldwide. Yes. So yeah. they're going to talk about that, but guess what? Until Sony says what their price is and what their date is for their pre-orders, maybe just their price. Don't even think about they care about the pre-orders. But until that price comes out, Microsoft ain't going to say nothing. So <laughs> buckle in. And they still <laughs> potentially have another console to talk about. Well, yeah, well, and, and that's the other thing. They're not going to talk about price. Until, they're not even going to talk about that system until they talk about price. Because the whole value of the S is the price yes so you yes. can't even talk about that until you're ready to talk about that, the price. that that's why that's why the 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 september show has to be the 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 smorgasbord it has yeah, to be exactly. the buffet uh, it has to have release date 
It has to have price. It has to have launch lineup, and it has to show what the Series S looks like. It is a big show. It is. It it might be the biggest show of the year uh, when you talk about consoles. Yeah. And Microsoft has to deliver if they're going to release all of that information in one show. But listen, folks, we are two hours, seventeen minutes into this program. I want to thank the near four hundred people that showed up to tonight's show. That is a big deal. And real quick, as a, a as a bonus announcement, if you didn't, if you're not following me on Twitter. You guys have been asking for it. I finally figured out how to do it because, again, you can teach old dogs new tricks. <laughs> Every podcast I have uh, that I do on a weekly basis are now available on Spotify and iTunes. Ooh, that's what's up. Yeah, I launched, yeah, yeah, I, I launched nice. Spotify early in the week, and I just got approved for iTunes. They sent me the uh, info today. And yes, wow. I, I'm on both of those. So again, if you can't listen or do not want to listen on YouTube because you can't keep your phone open, I totally get it. It burns out your battery, makes your phone real hot. You can check out those. Uh, the two main ones for right now are Spotify and iTunes. I am going to be coming to other podcast services. I'm trying to get on iHeartRadio. I'm trying to get on Google Music. And those are going to be coming later in the month, hopefully. So, yep, there you go. You've asked for it. I have delivered. And folks, yeah. uh, I think I've delivered a I think this panel has delivered quite a stout podcast. And if you enjoyed it, hit that like button. If you didn't, give me the finger and hit the down button. What can I tell you? Let's get to outros and get everyone out of here. First of all, J-Dub is a shill. Drops another five dollars super chat and says the PS5 has God, squirrels man. and midgets inside the box. I'm breaking <laughs> oh it. I, I mean, listen, I don't mm. want to say that. That's funny, but I hopefully not. Let's hopefully it's just it's electronic parts. Um Let's start with our two guests. Uh, obviously, Noof Nukem, thank you so much for being here. Uh, you hit me up, and it's always great to have you on the program anytime you have some free time. Uh, you've been doing some changes. You've added yeah. someone very familiar to yes. Gaming After Dark, and quite frankly, I think it is a fantastic ad, along with, of course, Titan Drago, one of the loudest gamers outside of yourself. Tell everyone where they can follow you on social media, but more importantly, sure. check out Gaming After Dark. You bet. And there was somebody off to the side of me here, Boom, that just wanted to chime in real briefly. Uh-oh. Here he is. Have at her. Hey, guys, how's it doing? I'm oh. glad to be here. I just wanted to say to you guys, you know what? Don't worry about it. Everything is going to be fine. As a matter of fact, I went down to the Trojan condom factory, and he said they can't even keep up with the production because of so many of your dickheads out there. So uh, <laughs> there you go. Anyway, you guys, you all have a great time. Keep it gaming. Keep it real. And I'll be back soon. Thanks, Arnie. Awesome. There you go. Cletus learning the same show. It's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Thanks for having me be here. Like I said, I was off today. I just felt it was great. If you needed me and if you didn't, I would have been, you know, it's cool either way. I would have been listening to the show or on the show, but uh, great panel, great thoughts, amazing chat. You guys rock it. And yes, uh, gaming after dark is tomorrow night, 10 PM uh, Eastern time, which would be 8 PM mountain time. And yes, we have at it. If you guys didn't know, I think he's uh, had uh, one show in right now. I think it is one show. Uh, it'd be a second show this week. And that is middle-aged game guy. The guy you found, and heard here tonight on the panel so we have uh 
Like I said, Primal can't be with us anymore. She may be back for a few guest spots, but she just got too much stuff going on in her life, and we had to make the decision to kind of just uh, go with the flow, add a third panel member. And the show has it's been amazing. Last week was great. Uh, tomorrow night, again, we're going to have a great guest with Cerebral Paul. Uh, should be a fun show. Lots of laughs, I'm sure. And uh, again, guys, check out the Community Game Nights. Hoping to have one again for next Saturday. I'll keep you posted. So follow me on Twitter. That's where I keep everything up to date or add me on Xbox or whatever. Again, guys, thanks for having me here. Amazing panel. Uh, I enjoyed the show, guys. Have fun. Take care. Well, thanks so much for being here. Super appreciate it, as always. And, of course, VJ, you obviously will be reprising your role on Thursday's Xbox Factor podcast, which is you are now a permanent panel member. Do me a favor, VJ. Right. Tell everyone where they can follow you on social media, potentially strike up an intriguing conversation with you. Yeah. I, I just wanted to say, uh, Forte, uh, pleasure to meet your acquaintance. Uh, Absolutely, uh, bro. One of the key reasons why I actually uh, plucked up the courage to get onto podcasting. So, yeah, thank you. And I'll promise to send you some more comments. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I need those. <laughs> <laughs> Clowns, Cybernox. Yeah, it's, uh, I know you guys and uh, communicate with you a lot on Twitter and stuff. And uh, thank you for making me feel welcome. Boom. You have given me a new lease of life being able to do podcasting and i can't thank you enough no, it's my pleasure brother you have a lot to say and we're happy to hear it thank you well listen you can you again uh, vj where can people reach out to you on of course twitter uh viewpoint gaming so yes. uh, i'm at viewpoint gaming and uh, my dms are open and uh, yeah ask me whatever you like and i'll do my best to answer you yeah, you've been very. You've, the community has really responded well uh, to you being on the show. So it was it was certainly a great uh, you're a great addition to the panel, and you do have some very intriguing things to say, especially when you come at it from an industry point of view, because you've been on both sides of the coin. So you bring a lot to the table. Uh, certainly, uh, uh, next up, we know him as Mag. I know him as the middle aged gamer guy. Listen, you brought the fire today. You promised you would. I think that you were fair. I think that you are a bit frustrated, but you brought the information, and I think you broke it down in a very attainable way. Do me a favor, Mag. Tell everyone where they can follow you on social media, potentially play with you on Xbox Live, and also talk about being a panel member of Gaming After Dark. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at the Middle Age Game Guy. That's with a G Y at the end, and uh, you can follow me on Xbox at all capitals D E D M E A T one. That is Dead Meat One. You can follow me on the PlayStation in all capitals as well because I don't know how to be quiet. It is all one word. I am the Mag. As well, you can find me here every single week, eight p.m. on Primetime Gaming, and of course every Tuesday night at ten p.m. Eastern Standard Time with this guy on my left here on the panel, Noof Nukem himself, and of course the uh, the legendary Titan Drago. And we had an absolute blast last week. So if you missed it, that's on you. So you better be there this week. So it's going to be a great time. Anyways, just thank you everybody for a great show. Thank you, panel. Uh, thank you, Boom. Of course, thank you, Chat. You guys have been also supportive and amazing. We had a great show tonight, and I. I really look forward to next week. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. The mag has got your bag, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let's, con let's continue with, of course, the outros. Uh, Gaming Forte, you have been super busy. Not only are you on this show, not only are you on Friday night's 
uh, with, of course, um, oh my God, uh, Crossfire. You also occasionally pop on to Luca, but you have been teaming up. You've been doing the double team act with, of course, community member, good guy known as Slow Mo Backslap, and you've been killing it on your channel do me a favor dude tell everyone where they can follow you on social media and potentially re listen to you on your one of 17 podcasts per week oh man this, this, this is it's getting crazy out here man because <laughs> <laughs> making a rouse is like man but it's like it's like let me tell you something man when when the virus hit it was nothing to do we were sitting at home and people was like hey well come on i'm like sure ain't got nothing else to do just sitting here playing games and i'm like now i'm looking at it like oh god this is crazy but mm -hmm. uh, dude first of all shout out to you bro do you realize that next week will be one year anniversary of this show oh i did well, not know nice. that holy cow Next most week, men forget their anniversaries. It's okay. Yeah, most people do. Yeah, literally, I don't remember. It was the first week of said It's either next week or the week. You know after. what? You are absolutely right. We did it. We did it the Labor Monday Day, right? after Labor Day. So that the first week after next. Yes. Yep. So yeah, man, we coming up on one year, man. And and the reason I want to say that it has been an honor to do this show with you for over a year with all of you guys that's been here, man. It's it's been a pleasure. It's been amazing. It's been a growing experience for me because. I became a better podcaster just because of this show overall. But uh, outside of that, man, it's Gaming Forte everywhere, YouTube and Twitter. Just put out the video telling you why Xbox has a show you know gameplay and why you should just make a decision for yourself. Check that video out if you want. Tomorrow, me and Slow Mo Backslap, if you get you already know who backslap is, <laughs> we will be we will be on his channel tomorrow. Last week it was on mine, this week it's on his. So please come out and check that out. Trying to get that man to a thousand subs so we can hurry up and yeah. get him ready to go. He's yeah. close. He's almost at 600 now. So you guys have been turning it out. And then Basement Radio Podcast every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Oh, my God. I forgot about uh, my God. Yeah. Dude, you really are on a lot of. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. Basement Radio. That's home, though. Basement Radio <laughs> Podcast, man. And then. Oh, my God. Yeah. We're, we're not even going to go any further than that list. That li that's, that's a big enough list. Everybody everybody else, you, you know where to find me. Well, listen, real quick. Uh, we have a request. Uh, first of all, a $20 super chat uh -oh. has come in from J-Dub. It's a show and says, uh, please do one more Arnold Noob. So Noob, uh, or I should say Arnold, could you do Cybernox's outro? Cybernox's outro. You can find him on the podcast or maybe on the Twitter. And if you can't find him there, he's probably locked up in the shitter. J-Dub is a show. Drop a $20 in the chat. Come on, baby. Keep the Benjamins rolling because it's fat. Let's do it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for that, That's Arnold. Amazing. Uh, Cybernox, listen, do me a favor, brother. You, you, you obviously, uh, you, you know, you're starting to roll out content on your channel. I think it's important that mm -hmm. people know that. I think people, it's important that if people enjoy your voice, and I think that you bring a lot to this podcast, which is why I asked you to be a member over a year ago. Uh, tell everyone where they can follow you on social media, strike up a conversation, and more importantly, sub to your YouTube channel. Really appreciate that boom, and I can't believe it's already been a year. That's Man, crazy. It goes by fast. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, guys, just uh hit me up on Twitter at Cybernox. Uh, if you want to chat, you know, 
talk about anything, you can my DM is always open as well. Um, I brought the D tonight. It, it was fantastic. Ooh. I mean, oh, wrong podcast. <laughs> it's not gaming <laughs> after dark. My bad. My bad. Uh, no. Um. Yeah. But uh, all joking aside. Yeah. Uh. Me and Mag just did a reaction to the Batman trailer. We broke down that trailer. That was a really cool video. Shout out yep, to yep. Nightwolf for bringing that out uh, on the chat. And I just glad to be here. Glad you know Noof was here. VJ, awesome guy. Also helped me with a Halo video as well. Fantastic. So, yeah, just can't wait for next week. Guys, remember, just stay out there. Gaming is a hobby. We all love it. We're passionate about this thing. There's never no, you know, hmm. bad intent to what I say or anyone here else says. This is a hobby that we all love. So let's, you know, let's just enjoy it. And I can't wait to be here with you guys next week. Well, thanks so much for being here, Clowns. Why don't you do me a favor, brother? Tell everyone about Four Guys with Quarters. And also, where could people reach out to one of the community's most friendliest gamers? Um, You know, every Monday night at 5 p.m. Eastern, I do Four Guys with Quarters uh, with assassins, zebra fries, and a random guest. Uh, it's always a fun time. And you all can find me at Italian Clowns on social media almost everywhere. And then we started something new, or I started something new with Flamish. It's called Daily Gaming Bites, where we try to bring in the news in under an hour. Um, and that is supposed to be every weekday between 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern, except for Tuesdays and on the weekends. Well, listen, I hope that blows up because I think that you guys will bring, uh, you know, uh, daily information is, is tough to do. But I think that gaming is there's a lot to talk about, especially if you're covering everything. And I think that you guys are going to have something special. Then, of course, four guys with quarters. I mean, clowns, I used to listen to you before I was a podcaster and to have you to work with you on a weekly basis has been awesome for me because again i was a fan of your show and the work with you is even really cooler now everyone i want to wish everyone a great night uh, i listen again these are opinions from passionate gamers just like you and again you might not agree with us you might feel that we're being too hard on playstation too hard on xbox but that's because we want better we don't do it just for clicks we do it because we're passionate gamers and we're just like you we just have a podcast that's the only difference and i want to thank the near 400 people that came out i also want to thank the very generous super chats that continue to come in uh, the support that double barrel gaming has received in 2020 has been nothing short of amazing and i want to thank everybody and i'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me hopefully it is important to you and it's something that my dad taught me made me a better human being he used to say son treat others how you want to be treated and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice you live by those rules and i can guarantee you you're gonna have an awesome day so take care game on and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of primetime gaming with mr boomstick and friends mm -hmm.